Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hello. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Mm-hmm. This is our Queer End Review, and we have a very special guest. <gasps> He's <gasps> queer. He's here. It's uh-huh. TJ! It's you! Uh, I feel victimized right now because I am queer in here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. You know, personally victimized by Chris Carey. Always. Every day. Are you feeling attacked? Are you feeling seen? Yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling nervous? <laughs> oh, no. I'm so excited to talk about books with you. Yeah. We Yay. thought we had to have TJ on one because we will use any excuse to have TJ on. This is true. Uh, and two, because you are our librarian bestie. Exactly. Yay. Something everyone should have. Agreed. <laughs> if you don't have, if you have not got yourself your assigned librarian bestie, what are you doing with life? Yeah. Yes. I mean, recently, re- I just did a whole book talk at a local high school for like new YA releases that came out this year. Yes. That was really fun. Um, so and precious. every February I go around and talk to all the queer kid clubs at our local high schools. So Aww. I'll be doing that soon. That's Amazing. so exciting. Oh my God. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world when you're like doing, you're making your hardcore list of what to book talk. <laughs> Cause I always am like volleying for you to put some of mine on. I'm like, dude, it's an intense process. It's like, all it's year like, reading yeah it, it's like the uh the hugo awards or something like it gets real. it is <laughs> and i have to make sure talks. i have certain categories all sorts of representation yeah. it's yep. a lot yes yep. it's so true it's so i love true. that I love so making so these lists for you tonight was you know i've been practicing yeah, exactly <laughs> Oh, speaking of lists, we tried to narrow down our um, queer reading lists from this year to the top 10 2022 books. And it sounds like I did worse than everybody at actually narrowing it down. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not going to lie. I had a lot more than 10, but I did get to a list of 10. I had to... Mm-hmm. I had to kill some darlings. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow reader. So this year I've read a lot of graphic novels, you know, mm. doing Gotham Outsiders has really, yes. really got me deep into DC comics. Yes. So I have, I mean, my list was pretty easy to put together, especially once I was like realizing that we weren't including straight books. <laughs> no yeah, so this is the queer in review. So yes. queer books of the year, so but that the, stra- really the straights helped. will get their shout out. Yes. I am not a slow reader. And no, you are not. I, there are a lot of books that are not on this list, like mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> I will say my list to qualify it as a queer book, I either had it um, ambiguously queer with a queer author or mm-hmm. a book whose author maybe isn't out right now, but has a lot of queer rep in the book mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. a part of the plot. So that's, 
how you know I had to come up with a, a grading system to yeah, figure like out what qualified. That's, no, that's, that's pretty fair. much what I did too. Same. We we talked about this off air. Uh, that I think Bronwyn and I read like almost no straight books this year. So <laughs> we were like so anything true. we read counted. Yeah. I have we have I have literally because we're gonna shout out our our non queer books too. I have literally three on that list because that's all I read. I have one. <laughs> And one of my one I, of my ones is like only it's only kind of straight. <laughs> it's too straight. I have one of mine, mine is, is by like a only queer, kind of straight. A queer icon is one of mine, like the author, but then the other one is like I think it should have been gay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so I, so yeah. it's barely our straight list is barely straight. Yeah. Barely. yeah. No, uh, and it, like it's not like I don't read straight books. I absolutely do. This just I just didn't in 2022. And like I got I hit triple digits. That's a make triple. Oh my god, I'm not there yet. I'm I'm no. almost at I'm almost at triple digits, but I'm just. I mean, a little bit that much. includes all the novellas and stuff. But yeah, me yeah. too. I, ca- yeah. I count graphic novels. I I don't count individual issues because that feels no. like cheating to my yeah. OCD brain. But I do count like volumes if I read yeah, a volume. Yeah. yeah, I think it's such a good problem to have that. Like a decade <laughs> ago, there was barely any queer literature. Nice. So the fact that we have so many to pick from that we have a section for once we didn't get to because we didn't have enough time. Like, I'm very happy that we're here. I know. It's so nice to have an actual plethora. Yeah, (laughs) that's really true. All different genres. Yes. A whole range of spice and representation. Oh, I know. I know. Listeners, if I sound unusually quiet, as I'm literally over here trying to narrow my list while we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did it. I think we're there. Okay. So while Chris is narrowing, I'm going to talk us through a little bit of what we're going to do first. So we started with a one sentence summary mini game. So what we did was we came up with our list of books and then we had to summarize the book with one sentence. And now we're going to go through our lists one sentence at a time and try and see if we can guess what each other's books are. Ooh. I don't know about <laughs> you two, but my sentences are very convoluted because I, I had so much to say. Oh, I, yeah. I stretched <laughs> what one could call a sentence with some semicolons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, use a semicolon. But I, I, I abused the M dash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the classic YA writer M dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> call us Sarah J. Moss in here with our M dashes. Look, so I love dashes. me an M dash. You can pry my M dash from my cold dead hands. <laughs> yes. you know, you Is know it called an M dash because it's Sarah J. Moss? It's, mo- it's a Moss dash. <laughs> We're getting, you can tell this is our book episode because we're getting real in the weeds with the reference. I know, I love it. Pick up one of her books, look at a random page, lots of dashes. Every, yeah. you could, it's like literally a game. Open it, you will find multiple M dashes on every page. Yep. Look, M dashes hey, are glorious. Style. They're so beautiful. That is, that <laughs> See, is the someone's least, gotta love them. that exactly. is the least thing to complain about in the Sarah J. Moss book. <laughs> Look, no I like some of Sarah J. Moss books. They're good. I'm sorry. Okay. I, yeah, a lot I, of people look, love them. They're yes. I'm just not one of those people. And <laughs> I feel like she's popular enough to take a couple of jokes at her expense. So they're like, yeah. they're like, you know, like trashy fantasy romance yeah. books. And I exactly. can get behind that. Who oh, among yeah. us does not want? And the reason I have such animosity for her writing is because I read seven of those books before I got like my heart broken. So it's not like I wasn't <laughs> in there. I did it. She just broke my heart. <laughs> yep, she's got her fans. Look, that court. Would you call Rose yourself a fan? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I would okay. actually. I really, really nice. enjoy that uh, court of 
is it Court of Rose and Thorns? Court of Thorns and Roses. Thorns and Roses, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That series I, I read really, the first really enjoyed. One. Oh, yeah. you have to read the, after that. Is this the Beauty and the Beast retelling, right? Yeah. Yeah, I read the first one. I hear it gets very different. She like changes a bit of a left at Albuquerque after that one. And it gets way better. So she totally changed her mind. She was like, no, I like this guy better. Yeah. (laughs) And rightly so. And it just goes from there and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did that same thing in the throat of glass series, only she didn't sell it very well. And thus my heart broke. Mm. No, she sold this one. I was going to say, she also didn't do it in the first book. She did it after five books (gasps) y'all. Yeah. I'm in the Cassandra Clare groupie. Oh, me too. Let's not look. Let's, we know. can't. I can't throw stones if we're sitting over here and <laughs> oh, ask yeah. Claire House. <laughs> oh, we I was not expecting to talk this much. Sarah J. Moss right here at the beginning. Here hey. we go. It's All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with some one sentence summaries. Um, Bronwyn, do you want to hit us with that first sexy, sexy summary? All right. Okay. All right. I can do this. <laughs> I'm All right. so excited to see how long it takes before we have the exact same book on our list. I I don't think it's going to take long. <laughs> this uh, one. Okay. Go. <laughs> Ghost hunting YouTube channel gets academic funding and credibility by surviving a deeply scary haunted house. Also uh, love story because obviously. Buzz. Oh. <laughs> this is the forgotten dead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I know that one. It sounds really so good, good though. Yeah, it's it Jordan, is. It's a lot of Jordan L. Hawk, right? Yeah. I okay. actually haven't read it, but I have it downloaded, as you know, and so yeah. I recognize that those tropes. Huh. <laughs> that sounds good. I feel like I got a little. Spe- some of mine are vague. Some of them I have like names of characters. Okay, maybe you just say much. character A, character B, or something like that. Okay, don't use if character think, names. If you think we've, if you think we have read it, maybe exactly. Do that. Okay. If, if not, then it, you know the character names might be enough clue for us to guess from not having read it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, take us away, TJ. What do you think? What's your first one? Okay. So just barely making my top 10. Okay. When her mother is on her deathbed, our main character must finally return to the hometown where she is outcasted and confront the memories held within her haunted home's walls, memories about her serial killer father and more. Ooh. Oh, I don't know what this is, but mm-hmm. I want to read it. Yes, quite clearly. What is All right. this? Give up. It is Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. Ah, I can't believe I haven't read Just Like Home yet. Yeah. Oh my God. And this okay. one was ambiguously queer. You know, there's yeah. nothing outright stated, but the main character, her whole thing is that she like is repulsed by men. Um, yeah. And more, more on that if you read the book, but um, the author is queer and non-binary. So Ooh, I thought Just Like Home. Okay. Yeah. Just Like Home. Oh my it's God. Good. It's a horror book. It, you know, it's pretty creepy but mm. I recommend it. All okay. right, well, I'm adding it to my list. Well, <laughs> I, I love Sarah Gailey, so I'm down for that anytime. They're writing, okay, you know I have to talk about Buffy. They're writing the Buffy comics right now, which I just Ooh, discovered. I yeah. was like, oh, it's the same person, cool. Wow, we made it two minutes into the show before <laughs> Buffy came up. Hey, it's been like <laughs> 10 take to a 15. Drink. Take a drink when we get to Glee. Don't worry, <laughs> more, more Buffy to come. When I love it. it. Oh, good, oh, good. Okay, my first one. <laughs> yes. Sexy sleuthing makes a meat cute for a werewolf and a reluctant monster hunter. Is this buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> you both got it. I don't it know is. the title, but Pack I know of it's Lies by Charlie and Hera. This is the newest of the gay wolf book, wolf books, and off series. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I know. Yes. I was like, there's 0% chance that nobody's going to know what this one is. <laughs> TJ hasn't even read it. He's just heard about it so frequently. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah i do want to read it just because i've heard such good things oh my god it's so good yeah (laughs) so i should say my list does not have an order because i love all of these so much that i physically couldn't do it which is the only reason that i'm starting with a charlie and hara because if i was forced to rank it probably a you know, toward the top, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not doing it. Everyone else tried. I didn't. So don't take it, don't take <laughs> hey, you know, that makes it harder to guess. Exactly. That's true. That's true. So, I love these thinking. 10 books almost equally is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, and these made my top 10 out of like literally over a hundred books. So yeah. yeah. Where are we at? I'm at, um, 77 books this year. I stopped counting like when one... I hit hundred. I'm at 150, but a lot of them are graphic novels. That's so really good. You, here you are. You were like, I'm in a writing slump. I'm reading slump. And then I've read 150 things this year. <laughs> I mean, I try not to count graphic novels just because, I mean, I know they're books, but I'm like, yeah. I try to get myself to stick with at least one prose book, like all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Multitask. Multitask. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I never don't have like three novels on the go. Mm-hmm. Three novels, so. multiple webtoons, yeah. audiobook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should have a physical book, audiobook, ebook, webtoon, comic. Like, yeah. At one yes. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next round. Next round. Yes. Okay. Instagram influencer meets, <laughs> sorry, Instagram influencer meets hottie gardener. What could possibly go wrong? I'm laughing that it's another social media site. Your last one was YouTube. <laughs> this one's Instagram. I know, right? Um, I have no idea. I don't know what this one is either. How do I not know what this is? What is this? Uh, because I have been bugging you to read the first in the series, and this is the second. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> then it's uh, it's the second book to conventionally yours? No. no. Uh, oh, I know that book. Okay. I, yeah. I read that one. What is the one that you're... Con- oh, no, I don't know what it is then. Is this the... <laughs> Wait, is it the second one to Out of Control or Out of Character or that series? Total Creative Control. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's the right one. Homegrown Talent by Sally Malcolm and Joanna Chambers. Oh, I know this title. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's a lot oh. of fun. Yeah. I promise I would read it. I pro- I promise I will read a bunch of your recommendations. And then I got sidetracked by this particular episode and read a lot for this. Yep. But I still will read your recommendations. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear on all things Batman, so you know it's real. That's true. <laughs> all right. My okay. turn. I'm trimming out a little of what I wrote because I didn't realize we were playing this game. Because we didn't decide until <laughs> Bear with minutes me. before. Yeah. So, and, and you're going to know what it is anyway. Okay, I'm excited. Right. This prequel takes place on the night that Deathcast goes live following two queer boys, one of whom receives their end day call, and the founder of Deathcast himself as he deals with the problems behind the scenes of this life altering company's launch. Beep, is that the prequel of They Both Die at the End, <laughs> written by super hottie Adam Silver? What gave it away? Oh, I can't imagine. Only that I've heard you talk the, about this the part. The part that I cut out was the very beginning where I wrote, with the same charm as They Both Die at the End. <laughs> really, sometimes too much the same. <laughs> so, as Chris knows, this was a book I had. Uh, really the things though. I didn't like, I did not like very much, but the things that I did like, I liked a lot. So that's really impressive. If it was such mixed feelings that it made a top 10 list. Like that's... I'm telling you, I didn't read many prose novels. This oh, okay. Year. I thought maybe it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> no, it's just that my list was so bare and some of the other ones I read, I really didn't like that much. Uh, so it's just that this one, you know, I liked a bit more than the others. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. 
I'm a bad librarian this year. Oh, no, you were a good librarian. No, you were just filling out your graphic novel section. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. But no, I recommend it, though. Like, the things that I really liked, I liked. And I feel like the first book was so popular. Like, mm-hmm. I've got to mention it. Absolutely. All right. Um, Hit us with your next one, Chris. Okay. Low SES and high magic with an otherworldly road trip that ends with therapy. <laughs> oh my god okay is this deadbeat druid yes this is deadbeat druid oh. <laughs> david oh that's a great description that Thank had you. me almost for a second I- <laughs> that's because i took out parts of it that were more revealing i was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was such another a good one i need to read oh, oh my god you will love so those just wait till the- there's a-, a future award category we'll get to that it comes up again and I think oh, yeah. you will be very convinced to read it TJ okay um okay so my next one <laughs> and Chris if you don't get this I'm going to be super disappointed in I, you <laughs> I already know what it is then yeah probably <laughs> that was enough of a clue I got you <laughs> Ted Lasso but make it gay that would be <laughs> that would be everything for you yes it is <laughs> Oh my gosh. I recommended and I love it. <laughs> I, I need to watch Ted Lasso. I'm probably going to watch it within like the next do. two weeks. Do you have, a, do you have Apple TV? Do you have yeah, Apple I got TV? it for at least a month. So you just share it with me and we'll both watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to say, that's the only thing stopping me is my lack of Apple TV access. Yeah, they oh. got some good stuff. Yeah. All right. My turn. Yes. Cut. I don't. I don't think you are going to get this one. Because okay. I haven't heard either of you mention it. Okay. But I do think you both would love it. Oh, all right. When young women start being murdered in their town, three middle-aged women, who one is queer and sleeping with her career rival's wife, I must add, uh, Ooh, they set sexy. out to solve the case and get revenge with their newly acquired supernatural powers gifted through menopause. Oh my freaking God, I need this I have heard of this one, but I can't recall what it's called. I feel I like I might have told you about it. I think you did. Dear it's, Lord. It's The Change by Kirsten Miller. Yes, <gasps> you did tell me about it. That's right. Okay. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just middle-aged ladies kicking ass with powers. It was great. Oh, I love everything about that. The power of menopause. Right. Get the writing, like the story lost me a little bit at the ending but the writing itself was amazing so that's it had to be on so good i love that very fair okay my next one mm-hmm. the <laughs> this gorgeous healing story of chronic pain aging gracefully and anxiety is also a hilarious steamy sports romance <laughs> <laughs> bing 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 what is it, Broadwood? Everything for you? Everything for you. Oh. <laughs> I was so excited that one came up so quick on your list. <laughs> I was like, I know what book that is. <laughs> Everything for you is one of those where it seems like it's going to be this cute, like, playful little romance. And then it's like, <laughs> hidden depths. <laughs> yes, it's insane. It just it's- goes right for the jugular. So good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. apparently i need to read that too yes. yeah like you're, i'm just expanding my to read oh my god i keep right. adding to books from this to Sorry. my list oh 100 <laughs> yeah maybe you'll add some for my list if there, we ever get to any you haven't read yet <laughs> that's true <laughs> so far it's three for three 
Um, yeah, it's, this is going to make it four for four. So oh my God, hit me with it. <laughs> so you like carnivals? Well, not anymore. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> this is Hyde by Kirsten White. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love Hyde. Oh my God. <laughs> Hyde is so good. It's so good. Right? That's yeah. one you've been telling me about I too. TV I have it on my my iPad. Would, yeah, you will die. You will love <laughs> It's Hyde. real good. I've read it's some very, of her books and she's a great author. It's yeah. extremely up your alley. Um, Yeah, I'm going to read it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one. You're going to, you'll get some of it and I have okay. to trim this out. Cool. <laughs> I'm so but, excited. Okay. Um, you're gonna eye roll me, but it had to be here. Okay. Creating an AU where iconic villains are turned into protagonists who are just living in their hell-like apocalypse utopia. A certain vampire slayer comes to town as the big bad, uh, and comes to destroy their evil paradise. All the while featuring at least three queer characters and a coming out storyline. I mean, it's Buffy. I just don't know it's which obviously one. Obviously, Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to edit. I had her name in there and I was like, oh. uh-huh. what yes. is this book? So it's a book called Big Bad by Lily Anderson. And it's like a love story about the women of the show on That's and off cute. the screen. And I just really loved it. I almost took it out because I was like, well, it's not like a canon book, it's a TV tie in. But I was like, I loved it so much. I had to have it there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it's reclaiming like the love of the show for the yeah. women who were involved. Yeah. That's and awesome. more Buffy stuff with not Joss Whedon's influence is good all around. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. So if you like that show, check it out. Oh well. That sounds amazing. Okay. So my next one. Cat. Fake friends, secret enemies to actual lovers, where a vampire climbs in the wrong window and ends up entangled with a vampire hunter. Beep, beep, is this beep, silver beep, under? I'm oh, sorry. It's not. It's not. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> how to bite your neighbor and win oh, an argument. <laughs> yes. Right. How to bite your neighbor and win a wager by DB and Brian. So good. Yeah. Good. It's absurdly good. I love it the most. It's amazing. It's that was one of the darlings I had to kill. Oh well, I am glad I can represent it because it was so. I I just love it. I can't wait. There's a new one coming out next year, and I'm just like. That special edition you posted a picture of is so pretty. Oh my god, that was a sexy book. I was like, yeah, well, this cover is doing things. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. My sentence. This is a weak sentence. This is the weakest of all my sentences. I'm sorry, but you're forgiven. I I think you'll. I think you'll still get it. So, (laughs) the single most adorable Regency style romance novel ever. This is too vague for me. Is this a lady for a duke? It is. (laughs) Oh, this Uh, is Alexis Hall. Yes. This book isn't okay. This was one that got made. Did not make the cut. Just barely. It's like honorable mention for sure but this is one where uh it is regency starring a trans main character and how like she operates in the world as a trans woman in the regency era it's <sighs> glorious it's so i just all the feels oh my yeah, god it's so emotional but it's also really funny in just that like alexis hall way yeah it Ugh. sounds really familiar because i know that author name and i know that title alexis hall is it. the author of boyfriend material that's what i thought yeah okay. yeah yeah. So uh, Alexis also does a bunch of Regency stuff too. So yeah, 
Nice. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. All TJ, right. It's you. My next one. Chris might get it. Okay. Because I had it on Goodreads recently and I might have told you both about it. Okay. Um, oh, okay. okay. With three timelines and set in Brazil, this book is told through the perspective of a house following the three generations of queer characters who have lived within it. 100% you did. I don't remember what the title is, but you did recommend this. You movie. liked my update on it like today. I did. I, like, I did. Oh, God. <laughs> what was that? This is, this is Our Place by Vitor Martin. That's right. Okay. His yes. books are so, so cute. And they're Did we get they're that at translated. ALA? I think we did. I okay. got one. Yeah. I don't know if I got it or not, but I definitely saw it at ALA. So good. His book last year, which was called Here the Whole Time, is like one of my favorite books last year. I remember so that. So this was the book I was binge reading this week to catch up because I knew it would be in my top 10. Oh my God. Nice. Okay. So we all did this too, which oh, is yeah. so funny. Uh, Broadwin and I absolutely binged so many books this week just to talk about them. It's I tried to do more than one and I gave up. That's okay. You did one. You've had a rough reading year and you did one. That's impressive. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out how to reword this so it's not has the name of the character in it. But um, okay. In this tie-in novel, a famous character is given a new look when he deals with his imposter syndrome in the only reasonable way possible running off on a whim and getting stranded in the lord of the flies while exploring his bisexuality i'm thinking right a tie-in to a show or a movie movie is it a new movie is it marvel Mm -mm. is it dc Mm -mm. Is it Lord of the Rings? <laughs> is this, oh, I, I, bang, bang, bang. Yes. Padawan. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. Padawan by Kirsten White. Showing yes. up for the second time already on our Shit, podcast. I should have known that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this in this story, this is the one where we get canonically bisexual Obi-Wan Kenobi, possibly also asexual. He's still like figuring it out in this novel. And I hope we get more because I want to see what he figures out. Um, I love this one so much because the plot really is. He just gets pissed off at the Jedi and runs off to do his own thing and gets stranded on this like world in which all it's run by children amazing <laughs> and it's still delightful <laughs> he has a child in it too to be fair he's a teenager yeah. in this book it is very cute i was i knew because you said tie-in and i was like if it was a tie-in to a big media franchise i've got to know it and yeah. i follow what you read pretty closely so yeah. I, like, yeah. I have to know no and yeah. i don't i don't know why that threw me that description threw me because I definitely <laughs> have had this conversation yeah. with you about Padawan, but I don't, I don't well, know. Well, to be fair, reason. I think both times I've talked to you both about Padawan, I've talked exclusively about the bisexuality and never about the plot. I mean, and that might be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. This did actually describe the plot, which I'm 90% sure I've never told either one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I have priorities. Yeah. I have priorities. Um. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Himbo's got a himbo play hockey and fall in love ding bing 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 icebreaker okay. it is no, not no, although it could be i know this one this is irresponsible uh, yes irresponsible yes. puck boy that's the one that's the one that came see, out this year icebreaker mm. a didn't come out this year yes so that's on a different uh, list oh i but, sure thought it did but I, it's not on my, my list <laughs> i've researched i saw january oh maybe it did okay i okay. put it on was, yeah but either way you didn't pick it no they, <laughs> either way i'm wrong 
it's really good. I love Icebreaker. I put it on my list of things that didn't come out this year. Anyway, I'm maybe I mistook that then. Um, but no, they're not as himboy. No, this uh. is an extraordinary Henbo couple where they're both Hembos to such an impossible degree. Mm-hmm. It is. It's one of those where like, if it were any other characters, it would feel implausible. But they're just so Hembo that you're like, yeah, they would. They would. They would absolutely do that. <laughs> they yeah, get. Yeah. They get accidentally married. Is the plot of it? And so it is- should I read this one over Icebreaker? I mean, oh, it depends on what you're very different. For. They're very different. <laughs> okay. Icebreaker is much more mental health, like very yeah. angsty. This one is fluff. Is it yeah. more smutty? Yes, yes, it's much more smutty. All right, maybe I'll do this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's adult, so it is. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. spice. It's kind of glorious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next one, it's going to be hard for me to tell you because so there's. Excited. There's so many characters involved in this sentence with the same gender. So I did use their names to try to make it easier to follow. Okay. okay. So, all right, let's just see what happens here. When the perfectly beautiful and religious girl from her school disappears after randomly kissing her academic arch nemesis, it's up to the girl who was kissed and the two other boys who were kissed to solve the mysteries and clues left behind by this girl to find her yeah i know this one (laughs) so i was trying sarah wheeler yeah sarah wheeler sorry Wheeler is respect her name what is it is there's more to that title (laughs) it's uh i kissed Shara wheeler Wheeler. by casey mcquiston yes it's like ya paper towns so cute it's very it's fun. on my list. I haven't read it yet, but Me it's either. on my list. I love I just I fell in love with the backstory of it. Like the yeah. Yeah. It's like frenemies to lovers and the main yeah. girl Chloe is like figuring out her bisexuality. So I was gonna include that, but I was like, I feel like it's implied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very my fun. next my next one is about to be so easy. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Good. Okay. A hide and seek reality show in an abandoned amusement park is actually uh, is actually bing, 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 bing. the cover <laughs> for cultly wrongdoings. I feel like we got this. Kirsten White is one of the few authors to make two appearances on my top ten for Amazing. Padawan and this one, but they were just so they're good. very different, uh, well yeah. deserved, and very different. You could, yeah, they could not be more different books. Yeah, she wrote some Buffy books. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is multi-talented. We're never going to read it. Thanks, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I don't know if you guys will get this one, but I hope you do. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm prepared. All right. Patriarchy, capitalism, misogyny. Oh, my. You're probably going to pay for that. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the Kingdom of the Wicked third book? It is not okay. To be fair, it could it could, it have could been. be. You're right. <laughs> okay. I was like, I've only read a little Kingdom of the Wicked, and I already know that could be this version yeah. of it. I have no idea. Can we get a genre? Ah, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not easily put in a genre. Is what I'm getting from this. What could this be? Is it Manhunt? Did you write read Manhunt? I can't. I remember. have Manhunt, but I don't. I haven't read it yet. Okay, I knew that you had it. That it's also kind of sci-fi. I don't know. <laughs> I confess that I do not know. 
it's Iron Widow by <gasps> Sharon J. Oh, that is yeah. a good description of Iron Widow. And holy effing f balls! Oh yeah, oh the rage in that book. Oh, you I didn't love it. It even glorious. mention the polycule. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming later. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were just telling us about this in the group yeah. chat. So you said the title, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. If you have not read this book, you have to read this book. Like this should be mandatory reading for everybody. It is so good. It was on my list that I started reading it when I was already very angry and I was like, I can't do this right now. Oh no, no. I I gotta reschedule (laughs) this. Oh yeah. No, this is not without trigger warnings. (laughs) Trigger warnings. But trigger warning for big feelings. (laughs) It is. Oh God. (laughs) It is incredible. And it is. Yeah. It is, uh, it is important reading. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So my next one, I'm also doing some mental edits here. Oh yeah, right. As we like struggle. Uh, So this book is a memoir that finally explores an actor's secret gay past, quote, his relationships with his family, his modeling and acting careers, and most notably, his experience with sex as a gay man and mental health. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Why, this would be the, the star of Teen Wolf and uh, Green Arrow, Colton Hayes' memoir, wouldn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I love gave that. it away. It's like the only... I mean non-fiction book I probably read this I year I and like, I actually liked it when you tweeted like every every five seconds while you yes. were reading it yeah I did so, I had a feeling it would be on this list <laughs> it's called Miss Memory Lane oh it was so I good. love Colton Hayes I've I want him to do so many things I would actually you know what he would be great for if they ever start making like uh hallmark s movies of all these gay hockey books we read he would be oh. excellent for that Yes. He did the audiobook, so I highly recommend oh, that. I love him so much. That's really cool. Mm, our baby. Okay. I got I distracted myself. Um first of all, I don't think either one of you have read this. And second of all, I don't think this description is gonna give it away. So uh, <laughs> good luck. Okay. I was all very right. short. Uh two bisexual disasters meet cute over blackmail. It sounds vaguely familiar. You have heard me talk about it, but it has been a hot minute, Bronwyn. So I have heard you talk about this, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh... Frick, I, oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can even picture the cover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. Give us the first word. Perfect. (gasps) Perfect on paper. No. Ugh. I know. As as that's a good guess. But that one's about bisexuality and it is. That's, that's like a really decent I guess. I loved that book, and it came out like last year. Yeah, it's wah, true. Wah. No, I can't. Oh. I can't bring it up. I mean, I guess technically the first word was the, but I didn't think that would help. <laughs> the perfect. <laughs> I just been like the. <laughs> I give up. This is the perfect crimes of Marion Hayes by yes. Kat Sebastian. Freaking fricker. Mm. Uh, it is the sequel to the queer principles of Kit 
uh, I forget what Kit's last name is, sorry, Kit. Uh, but yeah, so this is a Regency romance in which two bisexuals start blackmailing each other and it legitimately leads to the cutest bandery romance and some uh, highwaymen's shenanigans. <laughs> That sounds so good. It's I love so Cat good. Sebastian. The first one is, uh, and it's interconnected. Like the characters from this one are minor side characters from the first one. Uh, and so the first one is two gay men. The second one is a bisexual woman and a bisexual man. And it's, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. Um. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm an evil, scary, powerful witch prophesied to end the world as we know it, but it's not what it looks like. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. This is the third book in the Deadly Education. Yes, it is. <laughs> ah, I love those books so much. Was it the Golden Enclave or is that the yes. second one? It no, is the Golden, the Golden Enclave. Enclave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Those books are everything. They're so good. They are everything to me. I was unprepared for the level of feels in book three. Holy I know. I have not read book three yet. I've been like doing the thing I always do where I put off the last book of a series, but I will get there because I love the series so much. Oh my God. It's so good. And I just, there's so much stuff I didn't see coming. And, but seriously, the feels, holy shit. I was not prepared. Not prepared. Just over here adding another book to my (laughs) My TVR has tripled. I know, I know. Right? the benefit for me here is that all these things were either already on my TBR or I've read them. So, I so, far, so far, I haven't added anything that I haven't already thought of reading at least. <laughs> uh. Well, speaking of a series of books, okay, my next book is a sequel that doubles down on the political slasher fun of the first book, commenting on mob mentality and the darker side of social media, all the while focusing more on the gaze from book one and introducing a main, a main trans character. Ooh. Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. This is the clown in the cornfield too, isn't it? Yes. Frito clown... lives. Is Frendo lives. Frendo lives. Yeah. Clown in a cornfield too. Frendo lives by Adam Caesar. This is so one of your good. favorite books. I need to read this so badly. Loved Seriously. It. I don't know. So and good. I would never pick something up that's called Clown in a Cornfield. That's just too creepy for me. It's like so it's kind of like Scream or any other like teen slasher. It's like it's not super scary, but the title is just like, I don't know. It's I guess it's just like an homage to like those 80s, mm-hmm. 90s slashers. But it's I promise it's if you like Scream, it's like Scream. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'll add it. it. <laughs> I well, maybe we can read it together and we can be scared as one. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> and there, if you read book one, the gays are like stealth gays. So the whole time I was like, are they gay? It seems kind of gay. And I was like reading into it. And then at the end they kiss and it's, it's not out of nowhere, but it's like, oh my God, they are gay. And then <laughs> Instead of being two. queer baiting, they're actually being exactly. actually queer. The, sh- the shock of when queer baiting isn't queer baiting. Yes, uh, yeah. it was a very big shock and I loved it. And book two just doubles down on the queerness. I can't Amazing. explain why the term stealth gay made me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use that forever? You're not in the closet. You're a stealth gay. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that for me, that's what I'm just going to refer to straight people as. (laughs) You're not straight. You're just a stealth gay. Straight. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Oh, my God. That's your story and you're sticking to it, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
I don't know if anyone will have, I don't know if anyone will get this one because I know you haven't, neither one of you have read it. Okay. Um, but pedantic knowledge of words is what makes magic. The boy in your dark academia class is lovely. And maybe the real villain was colonization all along. Ooh. It's not Babel. It is Babel. <laughs> okay. I knew Babel had something to do with academia. Yeah. So that wow. I downloaded the audiobook, but I haven't yes. started it yet. <laughs> oh my Same. God. So this is Babel by RF Kong, who wrote uh, the Poppy War series that was really popular a couple years ago. It is true. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like I cannot even with how amazing this book is. It may come up a few more times this episode. So yes. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited. I've been listening to that over the holidays. That's it's for sure. Really so good. Prepare for all the feels. A lot of like uh, listeners, you know, trigger warning for like racism and discrimination and colonization because like that's the plot. Um, it is straight up the plot of this book and, and sexism and homophobia too, just, you know, for spice. It's, it is about how bad academia is. So I don't know why I felt seen by it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no idea <laughs> oh dear that's a complete oh, shock to me <laughs> but it's also a regency era magic story and uh, yeah i love it i love it so much so yeah babble so good okay okay um lying liars who lie fall in love chasing cryptids and murderers ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> Yes. This is Pack of Lies by yes. Charlie and Hera. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love that we both called them out in our <laughs> these these bitches. <laughs> we love them so much. So much. <laughs> TJ, I need you so desperately to read the Gay Wolf book series. Is. Oh my god. They're so quick. They are quick. They're short reads. They're yeah, like itty bitty. You can read them in a, in a couple days. Honestly. Just remind me every day. I, oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set up a text alert to remind Please. you. Every I day. made the Gay Wolf book audiobooks a stipulation of my sister's trip coming up in January. I love that. <laughs> Indoctrinate them into the yes. cult of Charlie and Hera. <laughs> Oh. one of us one, one of us. us i swear i will i swear <laughs> this is this is like the time on go when we bullied you into reading uh superman this is what happened yeah. <laughs> and, and then i ended this. up liking i saw so, i just <laughs> i just started watching superman and lois for pure yes, fun it's so, so good. Look at you. Oh. Uh, speaking of this only straights i like superman and lois <laughs> anyway it's yeah. arguable it's arguable either one of those people are straight i don't think either one of them are straight again stealth gay stealth gay <laughs> stealth gays. i'm hoping one of their kids on the show is a stealth gay we'll I, oh yeah oh i think so too i'm not even sure that that's stealthy let's be fair i always say why have twins if neither one is queer <laughs> yeah, come on what's the point what's the point <laughs> Okay, so my next book. <laughs> uh, I, feel like I think it's me. I think it's me. I think it's me. Oh no, 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 no! Never mind. I just did one. I'm just dumb. Anyway, it's, it's okay. you're good. You're you're beautiful and wonderful and not dumb. I'm a himbo. My himbo energy is coming out. I think you, <laughs> you guys are, are going to get this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is set in the 1900s following a disgraced police officer who, when caught in a gay bar raid, turns private detective for a rich, famous, secretly queer family to solve the murder of their matriarch. Why? Mm. This is Lavender House. Yes. yes. By Lev A.C. Rosen. It's so good. 
can I break the rules and give you, cause I didn't, it didn't make my list, but I only decided that seconds before we started talking. So I have a one sentence summary for Ooh, it. Yes. Would you like to hear yes, please. the honorable mention yeah. one that I wrote? Okay. Um, depressed gay detective discovers the one place he could be his true self. If only it wasn't where he was trying to solve a murder. Oh, I love that. A soap factory. <laughs> soap factory. The gayest soap factory in the world. It is. It's it such is. a good book. Oh, Brad, it's on my, yeah, I'm, gotta... I'm sad I missed it list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will add that to my TBR. Mm-hmm. I think so. it's going to be a series, so yeah, Ooh. you can binge it just in time for the second, hopefully. I will do that. Oh, well, a thousand percent, yeah. Oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) We made it. We made it a whole half an hour with no Taylor Swift reference. We're doing okay. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) And it was Bronwyn that time. I want you to know. So it's it's her. She's the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Okay. Cinnamon Roll Vampire Hunter wants two things: to avenge his mother's death and to survive the vampire couple who wants to make them his him their. Uh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. I just downloaded it. Is this Silver <laughs> Under Nightfall? This is yes, Silver Under Nightfall by Rin uh, Capeco. This is so good. I want nothing more than to just live inside this book. It's so good. I'm obsessed beyond a reason. I can't believe I didn't know going in. Somehow nobody spoiled for me the fact that it was a polycule, but I literally had to stop the book and ask people online if it was, because I was going to be so upset if it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, please tell me this is not uh, poly polyamorous baiting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the selling points for me. I haven't read it yet. But I have it downloaded and I was Me like, too. ooh, Polly, interesting. It's so good. Yes. It also has, so the main character, uh, he uses he pronouns, but because he doesn't yet know about they pronouns, this is set in a history, fantasy history. But he is non-binary and kind Aww. of discovering that in the story. It has, I will say, it has a lot of trigger warnings in it. There's there's a lot of things that are in this book, but the way that it is handled is so healing. It's like a corrective emotional experience. Like yes. I was telling Bronwyn, they, the main character, this is a, this is not a spoiler because you, the reader are really aware of it way before he is, but the main character is absolutely like groomed as a child and it is assaulted and doesn't, but it, it's, it's a very subtle kind of abuse. So he doesn't realize that it was abuse going in. And they, the exploration of him learning about how his autonomy has been stripped and things like that was handled so well that it led to this beautiful discussion of consent and how subtle abuse can be sometimes. Aww. It made me cry. And it was very healing. And I loved it so much. So I think I've complained to both of you sometimes that fantasy over relies on rape as a trope. Yeah. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, so much. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, what if like we rape everybody? Oh God. Um, and th- so, you know, realizing that another main character has this as his backstory, I was kind of like, well, I don't know if I needed that. But then it was it was not like Game of Thrones, where it's always this incredibly rough, like grimy, grimy, awful, horrible scene. It was this really, really subtle pattern of behavior that led to trauma that wasn't obvious 
to anyone except for you know, this character coming from an outside culture where this is much more understood mm-hmm. and explored in very subtle and interesting ways. So when I say that I don't like the over-reliance of rape, it doesn't mean you can't tell these stories well. You just have to tell it like this, like, good Lord, this is a good way to tell that story. Uh, and I don't want to imply like, <laughs> make it sound like it's not a fun book because other than the like deep, heavy drama moments, it is hilarious and sexy <laughs> and it is an adventure. And it's like so many things and I love it so much. Oh, I was, can't wait. Yeah, it was already on my list and now I'm I'm bumping it up. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, love it. Okay, we're right. on our tens, I think, right? I think so. This is <laughs> Unless my, this I is didn't my... count right. We're nope, this is my last sentence. I got you. Okay. Um, okay. Learning the only thing scarier than death is life whilst rescuing his boyfriend from hell and family. <laughs> yep. Is this dead v. Druid? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how different but equally accurate our descriptions are that book. Right. For a second, I almost said "Under the Whispering Door" by T.J. Klein. Oh yeah, that is, is kind that of that has like afterlife yeah. themes. I guarantee you those books couldn't be more different, but those descriptions yeah. could work for either one. I had a T.J. Klune book on my list. It had that I had to kill as a darling. Oh, it which was one? Very close. Wolf Song. Was Wolf Song? Oh, oh for yeah. your other yeah. list, for your yeah. backlist one. Yeah. No, that was actually 2022. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, that's the newest one, isn't yeah. it? Because the the first one was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, book four. I read the first one. Yeah, what was it called? I can't remember. It's those are on my list to read at some point. Because uh-huh. yeah. I, I need more gay book books. <laughs> yeah, I just gave <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say gift. I was gonna say that TJ gave me the this beautiful edition. I don't have it with me, so I can show you, but I'll send you pictures, Bronwyn, of the first book in that series. It is so gorgeous. It's the UK edition, and it is so oh, pretty. Love it. So pretty. I think you'll love it. Yeah. So for my last book, it's my favorite book of the year. It is about a chaotic, grumpy gay whose dreams manifest in reality and how his gifts affect his and his brother's lives. Ooh, I don't know what that is, but I want to. I know. I actually. The last of a trilogy. Oh, is this this part of the Maggie Seabotter books? Yes. (gasps) Oh, freaking. I should have known this. This is Grey Warren. Yep, Grey Warren by Maggie Steve Potter. It was uh, so good. I'm, you know, it was hard to beat it because it was the last in a series that I yeah. love. But that's good because that means, you know, she stuck the landing, which is hard to do. Yeah. 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 It was very satisfying. I cried. It was great. Oh, I love the Raven Boys. Me too. I just pre ordered like the $80 10th anniversary edition. Oh. No self control. Yeah. Seriously, those books were so good. So good. The Raven Boys has been on my list to read for a long time. I need to do it. I just got my husband, Nick, reading them because we went and met her on this tour and he he like didn't even want to go. And she's such a good speaker that like I guess she convinced him to read them. So he's (laughs) been reading them. Nick refuses to take your recommendations for books, doesn't he? (laughs) Right. And I told (laughs) him, I was like, she's a really good speaker. And then we left and he goes, No, she was really good. I'm like, I told you. Periodically, (laughs) TJ will be like, tell Nick to do this. He might listen to you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Getting people to watch Teen Wolf. They won't listen to me. That's true. They'll listen to Chris. He told me, yeah, you know what? Our other friend did listen to me instead of you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, TJ. It's because you recommend Buffy to everyone. I think that's why. Hey. 
it's okay tj i love buffy too thank you i am kidding it's of its time not totally kidding but a little bit kidding (laughs) okay my last one um maybe bronwyn will get it okay um but it is big because i wrote it while we were talking because again (laughs) i didn't i like my list shifted (laughs) but um will this thief steal his heart or his watch why not both Oh. Mm. Do I know yeah, it? Probably this seems not. Very familiar. You probably do, but you haven't read it. But TJ, I don't think you would know it. Bronwyn, you've read this author. You haven't read this book. Okay. Mm, I can't bring anything to mind. So this is The Thief of the Night by KJ Charles. Oh, I love KJ Charles. This book is so good. <laughs> it's a short, it was like a four hour audiobook. So it's like a little novella that I just read this week as part of my binging things for this show. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it to pieces. That's awesome. I, I was thinking, I was like, this is your favorite book. Nope, and then nope. I, I, re- I remembered you didn't rank. That. No, yeah, 100% I did it. Um, because I really do like all these books with very similar levels, or if not complete equally, because I read a lot this year. And so there were many things that didn't make the cut, sadly, but, um, these were just so good. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. So does anyone have more thoughts about their top 10 list that they wanted to say before we move on to another section? They're so good. They're all good. (laughs) I know. I really enjoyed this year reading. I, you know, I just really leaned hard into queer sports romance. And I was going to say, I was surprised there was only two queer sports romances on your list. I know. I tried to diversify for my top 10. I'm impressed. Your effort. (laughs) Considering you could have easily made the whole top 10, just gay hockey books. I'm really impressed. I could have made multiple top 10s out of just gay hockey books. Uh, Babe, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Do you love check please? I feel like we've talked about yes. this before. Oh, We're covering check, check please, please yeah. on the show next episode. So. That's a good one. I love so it good. so much. Oh my All right, God. should we honor our straights? Before we our stealth gaze. Before we honor our stealth gaze, does anyone have honorable mention queer books that they didn't make the list? Um, uh, so many. Yeah, right. So many. Anyone to shout out, I guess. So I will say <laughs> Lavender House was also an honorable mention. I was glad TJ talked about it because it didn't quite, it was right at the end yeah. of my list. Um there were, think. Yeah. There were like I liked Loveless by Alice Osman yeah. was good. Yeah. Like I didn't love it, which is why I didn't put it in there, but I think it's a really yeah. important book. Uh The Rivals of Casper Road by yes. Roan. Um, that was also an honorable for me. Oh my God, Roan Parrish. Parrish. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was an honorable mention for me. I really enjoyed I that. Uh, that was just, it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I would say Husband Material was almost on my list by Alexis Hall. Yes, I that was also another one for me. I didn't like it as much as Boyfriend Material. So yeah. it ju- that's the only thing that knocked it off, but I did like it a lot, a, lo- a lot. So it's and- not you know, an insult to it at all. For me, I just, I ha- I wanted to only, like I had, I only had 10 spots yeah. and A Lady for a Duke was so, so, yes. so, mm. so incredible that yes. I was like, I, that's the one. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. I loved, and- I loved that book. I had to pull up my list of books oh, I know, I've right? read. I would um, say Summer of the Wanderer was another honorable one. Oh, so yes. The fourth mm. McCoy. And the only reason, because I love Iris Fox Love so much, obviously. This was my 
what not my favorite of the series I think mm-hmm. so that was again like husband material I still loved it but there were yeah. the other ones in the series were I think stronger the first two especially mm-hmm. but I did love it I love it to pieces <laughs> yes exactly same I read scattered showers by rainbow rowell it's a short story collection oh, there's a yes. lot of uh queer rep in there and one of the stories is a carry on like sequel oh, short story nice oh, oh, I gotta get yeah. into that Oh, that was really cute. I do love yeah. Rainbow Rowell. Me too. Oh, for sure. Um, what else? I <laughs> there's one here that was hovering between lists because I couldn't decide if it was. <laughs> I don't know how to put this. I I wasn't sure if it was objectively queer enough to be on this list, but it, it was also definitely not objectively straight. Yep. <laughs> So we're just going to make it an honorable mention. Um, what Moves the Dead by T. King Fisher. It was really not focused on identity at all. It was focused on the horror. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, I think it was pretty clear that at least a couple of characters were like gender nonconforming or whatever, but it really wasn't discussed because it wasn't important because the whole point of that book was mushrooms are scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think any book that stars mushrooms is queer as fuck. I I'm also just thought that was, you know, it was like cottagecore, but horror. Yeah. <laughs> If you oh. like cottagecore, but also Wednesday Adams, you know, what oh, moves the dead? Yeah. Wednesday. Oh my God. Uh, but Icebreaker. Okay. So now that I know that Icebreaker actually did come out in 2022, yes, that absolutely. Did you fact check me? Because I was, I was second guessing myself. No, 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 I didn't. I just trust you. Okay. Uh, I'll fact check you. Uh, <laughs> JK, JK, I love you. Because I looked it up too, and I swear it said January. No, it no, I believe It you. feels I... like it was last year, but I do think it was just January. This year has been a million years long, so. Yes. Um, but I love, yeah, I loved, love, love, loved Icebreaker. So that Ugh, I need to read January. It. Yep. 2022. Yep. Don't question a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> I thought asking you okay. questions is the whole thing you do with librarians. Right. Don't question. <laughs> Don't ask questions of librarians. What do you think we're here for? Um, I'll shout out. It came from the closet, which was like oh, a yes. queer horror anthology looking at horror movies with a queer perspective yeah very cool cool. yeah very cool all right stealth gay time or aka the award for straight so good even we liked it yes (laughs) this this is so short i only have one so i'm gonna go and that is book three of the kingdom of series from carrie menescalco the kingdom of the feared now i don't know if you can strictly call this straight considering the types of characters involved and the types of sort of sexuality are they technically of gender at all (laughs) exactly exactly head of demon have a gender (laughs) it's straight passing we'll call it that It's not objectively queer, I guess. Exactly. But it's so much fun. And I've been waiting for the end of this series for some time. Yeah. And I'm just so satisfied. And it's it has some really crazy kind of twists and turns. And yeah. yeah Brahman, so. you can be happy to know that I'm about halfway through King of the Wicked. So. I am quite happy. Quite happy <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> TJ, what, what straights you got up in there? Uh, so my first one is House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. I, this was another book where I had a lot of the things I didn't like, I did not like. And yeah. the things I liked, I had a really good time with. And, and Riley I just, Sager is one of your favorite authors. Yeah, I just love Riley Sager's books. And even when I don't love them, they're like so thrilling that I still go through them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this is one where it's like your usual, like this lady, she's a drunk, she's in her lake house watching her neighbors. And she has like this really like almost homoerotic relationship with the lady across the lake and she starts thinking that she's abused 
Uh, and then there's a plot twist, which I don't love the plot twist, but I never saw it coming. So, yeah, uh, and the other one, and anyway, my my reasoning is I think that should have been gay. Yeah, uh, uh, correct. Like, especially with the plot twist. Anyway, um, <laughs> my other book, I'm not done it yet, but it's Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins Reid. Um, she writes like adult contemporary historic fiction. And this one's about a tennis player. And it's like stuff I would never read because she's such a good author. I love her writing. And she wrote like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is like a really big queer book. But apparently the author herself is not queer. She recently did an interview about that. So that kind of surprised me. <laughs> she's in the um, the Natasha Leone school of when you're so gay, you have to come out as straight. <laughs> yes. So she talked about how she was like trying to open the door for queer authors to tell their stories. I'm like, okay, I love your books enough that I'm going to let her off the hook for now. Yeah. So she's a stealth gay is what we're she's saying. A stealth gay. Maybe. I mean, her haircut is pretty butch. I really thought she had to be a lesbian. Uh, no offense, Taylor but um she better yeah. not be offended then i will have problems i know right but uh yeah this book of hers her newest one i'm not done it and i haven't seen anything saying it's queer so it's mm-hmm. in the straight list okay Fair. um yeah so for me i only had three and two of them were a technicality <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is it truly if i was in mixing these lists it would have made top 10 even being straight shockingly but wow. it is a uh, weather girl so this book has a lot of really cool rep. It is about depression. Um, the main love interest guy is fat and it is embraced and celebrated. And so it's like the first, I know there are others, but this is the first one I've read with the fat like lead as the romantic interest. Um, and it was, like I said, it was handled incredibly well and it was sort of the point of it. Um, and I just really loved this is also a technicality because one of the side characters is her gay brother who is like really in the story so it's not even like completely straight it's just not the main characters are are straight uh but it is about a a weather girl and the sports newscaster and their rivals to lovers adventure and i just love it so much it is really moving i cried a lot reading this book it's very good um, my other one is one I'm actually in the middle of right now, but I already love it so much that it's, it had to make my list uh, because it is hilarious and it is love in the time of serial killers. <laughs> oh, what a title. It right. About this girl who is writing her dissertation on true crime, who moves into her father's house after he dies to help get it sold and becomes convinced the guy next door is a serial killer. Or is she interested in him because she has a crush on him? <laughs> up for debate <laughs> it is so funny and so romantic it's a rom-com with with serial killer references and i loved it <laughs> i feel like i've heard of this one it's really really charming it's kind of if you liked love hypothesis like it has a very similar vibe and of course we we love love hypothesis i don't remember yes. tj if you read it or not um, i don't think i did yeah so this is quite charming it's quite this is quite charming too it was charming enough for me to read an actually straight book this is not on here as a technicality it is straight and i did love it (laughs) uh and then my final one i just binged this week because it was on a lot of people's best of and i realized that i hadn't read any literary fiction this entire year and i was like okay i gotta read one (laughs) that's my like rule for myself try to read one every year um because i do tend to i like them sometimes i just can't make my brain read them mostly the time so i binged this one this week it was called how high we go in the dark 
Um, it is a sci-fi, it's both dystopian and hope punk, which is hard to explain, but it is both. It depends on which character you ask. Uh-huh. <laughs> Genuinely, because it it explores <laughs> trigger warning. It explores the world ending because of a pandemic, but it's also the world rebuilding after a pandemic. And each chapter is an isolated story, so it's almost like an anthology, but it's a connected anthology where it's a different set of characters and how it goes about. And so, while you are actively watching the dystopia, you are also seeing the hope and them rebuilding. It is very much so like weirdly positive story about the saddest that you can imagine um and I love it a lot and the only reason I say it is kind of straight like it has zero romance in it ever and so I don't know anyone's identity with any certainty it is absolutely people are focused on what's happening (laughs) Um, and the idea of having love in the meantime is really off the market at the moment so Because it is, by the way, a sexually transmitted pandemic, among other things. Like, it's oh. transmitted multiple ways. Oh, so yeah. everybody's like, no, we're not even going to, we can't have time. for. We can't deal with all of that right now. <laughs> um, so, honestly, people could be gay. I don't know. It just wasn't ever objectively said in any way. So that's why it hits this list. But I loved it. It was my one literary book of the year. Now my brain is done and got to rest and hibernate again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt that way about Iron Widow. Like, I, I truly... Yeah. believe that qualifies as a yeah. literary read and it's something that is really important that people should yeah. read yeah. it's incredible but oh I had to rest after reading it yes it yeah, was intense I, exactly this is like that where it's one of those books where I'm like I am so glad I read this I will never reread it <laughs> zero rereadability love it will recommend will not read again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh so uh, we also have awards that we're giving out yes we do I struggled with these. <laughs> you know, I struggled with a couple of them. And the sad part was some of them were the ones that I came up with and I didn't have good answers for. So that was really, really crushing it. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Now let me remind myself what the next one is. Is the well, next one- Yeah, you hit it. Okay. The next one is the Meanwhile Award for Best Subplot. Yes. So for me, I I have to give it to Rivals of Casper Road for the prank war. Oh, I really enjoyed good. I really enjoyed the prank war element of that story. I, it was hysterical. That's good. <laughs> okay. See, I was struggling with this one because I was thinking. I was thinking in television terms, like A plot, B plot, C plot. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't read anything like that. But if we're thinking of just like segments of story, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to have to think about this differently now. Okay. TJ, you go while I think. Okay. So I had one that came to mind right away. Uh, so I'm going to take us back to I Kissed Char Wheeler for a second. Take us back. Yes. So, to explain why I picked this. The girl vanishes. She kissed our main character, but she also kissed her current boyfriend, who is a himbo jock. And she also kissed uh, the himbo jock's ex-best friend, who is in love with her. She kissed both of them as well. So our main character teams up with these two guys to try to track down Shara Wheeler. Throughout the book, they slowly realize, uh, and their names are Smith and Rory, the two boys are actually in love with each other and oh. not Shara Wheeler. Oh. So I would say my favorite subplot would be the romance between them. 
Oh my god, I yeah, love that so much. Yeah, the whole time so you're much. like, they seem kind of gay for each other, though. And then they are. <laughs> and then they are. I love when that happens. Oh, if you can't tell. that's glorious. The the like switch and bait queer bait is the best. Yes, like, yeah. exactly. Bait? No, we're not. They're like <laughs> obsessed with her and jealous over the relationships, but really they realize like, no, they're in love that's with the guy, not Char cute. Wheeler. That is that's really cute. cute. And one of them has like a non-binary journey too. By the end, yeah. it's it's a great book. Oh, oh! I'm moving that up my list too. Oh yeah, Yay. I think okay. I think I have two now that I'm thinking about this differently. Um, the subplot uh, in Padawan is interesting because it is also the actual point. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> the, the point of the novel is sort of the like um, bookend of the novel, where, mm-hmm. where you know what we're getting to is what happened at the beginning and the end, and there's this huge adventure in the middle kind of thing. Um, so the subplot with him and um, Qui Gon Jinn's relationship I, I, that sounded gayer than I meant for it to in this one context <laughs> I don't ship teenage Obi-Wan and right. his adult master I just wanted to clear uh their like training relationship is very very strained at the beginning and his master <laughs> that's what they call him actually <laughs> his master when you have dug yourself a hole you cannot get back out of now everything <laughs> sounds dirty <laughs> Is that a lightsaber in your pocket or? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point is that the resolving of that is really lovely, but it is sort of the subplot of that book. Um, The other subplot that I really like is, uh, I hope something that'll be explored in more detail in the sequels, but Lavender House, there's this sort of hints at a romance that pop up. And I'm very curious if we're going to actually get more of that. Him and the bartender oh yeah, yeah. first I, I thought you were talking about the butler for a second no, i forgot no. about the bartender i liked that a lot it was cute the, yeah him and the butler no thanks uh hard pass but i did like the bar i hope he gets around though like every book i want him to have a new hot guy maybe the bartender can be end game though because I yeah like, i like like him. he can be like his his steady flame oh Ooh. sexy way to put that thank I you i love that <laughs> <laughs> So our next category is the I want to go to there award for best world building. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it still maintains deadbeat druid. I know it's super dangerous, but I need to see it. I I need to see it. That's fair. I love it so much. Uh, Honorable mention definitely to the Golden Enclaves, though. They just expanded out world building like huge in that one. So, yeah, I second both of those and I add babble because i became obsessed with this magic system that involves like the knowing of subtleties to language Mm -hmm. and having to know the way words work together and their etymology in order to cast spells and it just being like this very academic pursuit i don't know i got very obsessed with it (laughs) oh my god it's kind of hot it's kind of sexy yeah (laughs) sexy etymologies (laughs) (laughs) We have a title of the episode. I think we might, yeah. <laughs> Sexy etymology. Um, so mine for best world building, I obviously had to pick Grey Warren by Maggie Stiefvater. I just, yeah. Her books, especially that series, feels so real. The rules of like the dreaming and yeah. the magic system, it just is so grounded and it feels like a real place. Like it's incredible. It's one oh. of my favorites ever. That's awesome. Yeah, that. I have to read that trilogy. I have, I love, love, love the Raven Ooh. Boys so much. So that I have to the read that. Perfect time. Yes. Yes. They're all concluded. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Gotta get that. <laughs> Exciting. 
Um, the the next one is one that's close to my heart. I love this. It's the Thirsty Award for the spiciest read. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. So I had to give this one to Irresponsible Puck Boy. I knew you would. Yeah. I knew in my heart that you would. Yeah. I. You know. I just. I love it. I love. 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 My hockey himbos getting down. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is. That is. It is a sexy book. It's it, a sexy book. It explores things like. You know, it's his first time having gay sex in that book. And the other one gets to teach him. I don't know. There's something very sexy about learning how to have the sex. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. It's it's delightful. It's well done. It is. <laughs> they are on each other constantly. constantly. <laughs> <laughs> that book goes from zero to a hundred when it comes real quick. To- <laughs> it's not slow burn. <laughs> No, it couldn't be less of a slow bird. Oh my God. It was a fast, fast bird. <laughs> TJ, what do you got? Um, So for this one, I cheated because I was reflecting on the spicy books I read this year and I read none. I could not think of any book I read that had like oh. a smutty scene. You need to come so, to our world. Seriously. Um, oh. so I did read one this year that came out in like November of last year. Okay. Okay. So I'm counting that. Uh, it's the, uh, Marvelous Light by oh. Freya Marsk. And Ooh. it's like gay magicians and the, it's either 1800s or 1900s. It's 1800s. And just the, the book itself was like, the plot was interesting, the magic system, but then uh, it got very spicy in a couple, in a couple points, which surprised me, not in a bad way. But uh, I would have blushed if I was reading it on, like, a subway or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I thought you two would like that if you hadn't oh, read yeah. it yet. So I had to bring it up. Amazing. Okay, I'll add it. Yeah, for sure. Um, mine is a three-way tie. Mine is a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> but, also, but also it is a three-way because the first one on there is, oh, my God, Silver Under Nightfall. Holy shit, it is spicy. Uh, First of all, first of all, even before you get to the actual smut, the like build up to the smut, I literally put the book down a couple times and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) The build up was like, the the foreplay (laughs) is amazing. It's both really funny and really sexy and so unexpected because what these characters consider foreplay what boy do they make dueling with swords <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh there is a scene there is a scene where i literally was uh, so i have a few chapters left of this i will confess but i i was like i don't need to read the end to know how much i love it it's already you know it's too late for me i'm gone i'm a lost <laughs> but um so i was reading it today there was a scene that i finished like and had to stop to come record and it was literally the one character is a vampire he grabs the other one's wrist and he's like licking blood off of his hand and i was just like (laughs) (laughs) sweating (laughs) it is oh my god there is oh it is spicy it is a spicy spicy like five alarm chili book and oh my god the polyamory um but so also it's gonna be a fun one to listen to at work is what you're saying oh yeah yeah <laughs> make your co-workers uncomfortable yeah uh you're definitely gonna be like scrambling to turn it off as they walk in 100%. well i listen with my headphones there you go good call good call do that uh you're 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 gonna be like um wow did it get hot in this building turn that one off right now okay hi sorry hi Uh, excuse me (laughs) it's just i the 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 heater in this room is just real strong um uh (laughs) speaking of 
sexy vampires. Um, we got how to bite your neighbor and win a wager is ugh. it is spicy in the literal sense and that they have a literal spicy oh food God, competition. That was so funny. But it that is was also, so funny. But it is also spicy in the, the non-literal sense because <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, there, the line that's on the cover of that extremely spicy edition that I posted on Instagram was, you remember how you bit me when you attacked me? Can you do that again? <laughs> See, you guys need to just give me a list of the spiciest oh, books you this, think I would like. This podcast. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the list. It's been a while. Yeah, I can't so believe you, I haven't read any. I am surprised since you're the one who like recommended spicy books to me to begin with. Yeah, I know. Really? Right? Yeah. Back, back in the beginning. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, this year was a slow year for me. Well, you need to get on the Charlie and Hera van because my third <laughs> one, my third one is Pack of Lies. Yeah. No one has ever made breaking into buildings and investigating a murder that hot. <laughs> <laughs> It's Good. definitely in the spice. It's, and also, it's spice zone. Are we all acknowledging that every one of these is a monster fucker? Yeah, we're acknowledging it. Oh, yeah. and we're moving on. <laughs> we're gonna notice. We're gonna note it. And we're gonna move Look, on. <laughs> the spice must flow. <laughs> the spice must flow like we're on Dune. Okay, like let's. We're on Arrakis. The way the spice is flowing. Exactly. Thank you, thank you Bronwyn, for <laughs> that. I got you. That metric into things. <laughs> Just call me Duncan Idaho because the spice. Is- <laughs> oh my gosh! Was that movie this year? I think it was. was I don't even know. Ago. What even is time? <laughs> oh god! So speaking of being attacked, our next <laughs> award is the "I didn't come here to be attacked" award for feeling the most perceived by a book. <laughs> okay, would you like to start us out? What did you feel the most seen by? Um, I feel like if you were listening carefully, I already gave it away. I think I do know. Yes. But it was Miss Memory Lane by Colton Haynes, which was the mm-hmm. memoir about the Teen Wolf actor. Aww. It was just, I had never read a book that talked about, like, someone's relationship with sex and, like, how they would put their self-worth on that and, like, as a young gay teen so like the fact that this was a memoir and knowing it wasn't fiction like this was something that I really related to so I just had never read someone talk about it so honestly and in so much detail and like I don't know just it was really emotional for me and I was like wow I feel like we went through like something very similar and I saw myself in that and yeah that's amazing that is yeah. amazing. And it was a great book. Like just his writing was surprisingly great. Like I'm curious if he wrote it himself. Right. If <laughs> someone helped, but because it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So good. Oh. Yeah. What do you got for us, Bronwyn? Uh, I'm not sure anything has made me feel quite as seen as Ollie from Charlie Adhera's Big Bad Wolf series. Uh-huh. Yeah. But from if I'm going with my top 10 list, probably Vic from Deadbeat Druid. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, because uh, the only reason that Cooper is not on here, I mean, I literally took his name, but <laughs> the only reason Cooper is not on here is because that book came out last year. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, you are Vic. You are Vic. Yeah. You are Vic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that is a fact that has been said. But you know what did come out this year? The sequel to Boyfriend Material. And I maintain what I said in that episode. I am the Lucian-iest Lucian that has ever Lucian. That's true. Oh my God. Which one is he? He's the, 
the disaster. <laughs> Not, I'm, he, they're both disaster. Because oh, right. I read half of the first one. Yeah, is he, he is, the blonde or the no, other one? No, he is the the one that's the son of the rock star. He's that. Okay. Guy. He's yep. very me, his complete chaos. Um, I will say though, uh, I also really related to Ollie Bergman in um the um everything for you, mm-hmm. in that he's a character that like forces himself to be positive because letting people see him not be positive is physically hard. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I related that one too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Although uh, I was definitely more, as you know, Gavin. <laughs> Yeah, you were more Gavin. We haven't talked about this book, but you you were Gavin and I I was was definitely Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I felt perceived on that one too. Like if I wasn't so completely Vic, I was Gavin. Yeah. Oh my God. I also felt very attacked in a way that finally made me clarify why he was my favorite character in Star Wars by Obi-Wan in Padawan, where I was like, oh, (laughs) imposter syndrome, anxiety, abandonment issues, hello. Uh, (laughs) I think I know you. Um, And finally, not a character, but a place. I really recognize the academia setting in Babel. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> oh. And our next award is for the Scene Stealer Award for Best Side Character. I wonder if we have the same one, Brad. I'm sure that we do. So why don't we let TJ go first? <laughs> okay. So I wasn't sure what to pick for this one. And mm-hmm. I was reading my book that I just started this week, This Is Our Place, which I was binge reading. And I was like, there I had a character in mind. And I was like, is it? because I'm just reading it right now and this is the freshest book in my mind and I was like you know what no like this side character just stands out to me and it is Keanu Reeves the dog yeah (laughs) in the book there's a character who loves movies and she has a three-legged dog whose name is Keanu Reeves because that's her favorite actor and she's obsessed with him and it's the way so I said that the book is narrated by the house. The house just has a very funny, uh, witty narration. And just the way the dog is talked about every time it says Keanu Reeves, it has to do parentheses, the dog after it. <laughs> it's, it's just very, very funny and clever. I love it. That oh is my so God, good. That's amazing. That is good. Oh. So do we count down from three and yeah. say our... Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna laugh if they're not the same. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. It'll be hilarious, but there's so little chance. Yeah. So three, two, one. Bran. Bran. <laughs> <laughs> Bran. Of course. Obviously, it's Bran. It's Bran. We our, love a chaos monkey. Uh, uh, our ocean-powered chaos monkey disaster child from yep. Deadbeat Druid and um, from the one before that, tra- Trailer Park Trickster. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Bran so much. He's a little like goth evo kid. I love him so much. He is legit the scene stealer. Like every he's... scene he's in, he is the focus. He's just... And the fact that he gets to literally steal scenes by becoming a main character in the third one, I was like, yeah yes all i wanted in my life was more bran and then now he's gonna lead his own series i'm so excited about it i cannot wait for rogue community college i'm like i am dying god so we'll have bran as a main character in that one my other one though because again husband material came out and they still sold the stole the show every time they were in it is andrew and muffy oh my god i love them so much they are a himbo bembo couple and i love them so much 
much. They're excellent. They are so funny. <laughs> we get to actually see their wedding in this one. Yes. And it is del- straight up delight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember them from the first Oh, book. yeah. They're so, it's his coworker that he tells yeah. the jokes to. Yeah. Yeah. And his girlfriend, Muffy. Oh, my God. How they got engaged was my funniest. Was like, this is my fiance. Wait, are we engaged? Well, we should be. It's been long enough. Okay. And they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love them so much. Oh, so good. Bronwyn, you have to say the next one because it has to be in your voice. Yeah, this is true. So, our next award is the He Pretty Award for Best Himbo of the Year. <laughs> Oh my god this one was hard it not was for, not not for no. us no <laughs> I, like, I, I haven't thought about it like when i read okay. i don't think about oh is he a himbo so i had to you look did back call, you did call someone a himbo earlier in the i show. did but that was because you made me think about it with this question <laughs> oh good i love it what is yours um so the one that i mentioned earlier was smith who was the quarterback boyfriend from ika's shara wheeler I, I think he qualifies as a himbo. Again, yeah. I had to like retrospectively look. Um, but then also, and I'm not sure I would count him, but Brown, you've read Raven's Cycle, so you might be able to mm-hmm. attest. Uh, Matthew from Grey Warren, who's the younger brother of Ronan. Thousand percent. He's like a sunshine yeah. child and he's just very happy and like airheaded. But he's not like hunky though he's more like i want to protect him with my entire life um but i think he's like cute so yeah i would count him i love him he's one of my favorite characters yeah he's himbo light yeah yeah that's that is exactly what i was about to say (laughs) and it's more that he's like so positive that it almost makes him out to be an airhead yeah but it's just no he's just really that precious yeah i have two and I almost guarantee you Bronwyn has two. And the only reason I didn't put Bronwyn's on is because I knew what yours would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, so go for it. <laughs> all right. Because I couldn't, after I, I, I stopped at one because I had to, because there is no comparison. I mean, there are two, 100% at least. But it's Dex Mitchell, bar none, full stop, there will be no survivors. From Irresistible <laughs> Puck Boy. I, I thought you'd There's, put both of them because together their himboness like Voltrons into an even bigger It's himbo. true, and it's greater than some of the parts, but Dex <laughs> oh, is so no, you're right. extra. <laughs> Dex, is, Dex is more of a himbo than the one I picked, but I will say that this one was the reigning champion before I read Puck Boys, so I feel like he deserved a shout out. Absolutely. And that is Orion from the Deadly Education series. Oh, yes. That man is head empty, just in the battle, <laughs> nothing going on up there. The fact that he does not realize that this girl doesn't know he likes her. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to shout out Sasha from the Lakoe series because yes. Sasha big dumb and we love him. We love him so much. <laughs> He's so good. He is. So what do we got for best character description? the he smelled of sunlight award yes the he smelled of sunlight award hey cassandra claire reference. <laughs> that's a very good uh, i got you title. boo the way i didn't know you were gonna do that and it made me so happy let's not never forget that jace Whalen smells of sunlight <laughs> and that isabel smells of glass whatever glass smells like. right 
Exactly. I didn't know if we wanted like a specific quote from a book here. Uh, and I was too lazy to do that. So uh, forgive me. No, uh, but you, you do you, boo. Yeah. Okay. So I just said, uh, any of the descriptions from Grey Warren where Maggie yeah. Steve Fodder just r- describes her characters so perfectly. Um, but then also I had to bring up once again, Keanu Reeves, the dog, <laughs> just because <laughs> he's fresh in my mind. Amazing. I love everything about that. I actually did pull a quote. I did too. So, because this was a first impression um, for somebody. So, Inside was probably another story. Inside, Owen suspected that Mason was rather like one of those fancy chocolate Santas you got at Christmas. All colorful and glittery on the surface, but when you tore the foil off, it was just boring chocolate shell underneath. Disappointingly hollow. Straight savage. Right? So good. (laughs) What is that from? Why am I... That's from the... um, uh, total creative control sequel got like, it that's yes. why i don't know it yeah yeah it's really good yeah homegrown talent <laughs> i struggle not to sneeze again okay so, <laughs> so mine is not surprising anyone probably from silver under nightfall that i'm yes. so deeply obsessed with this year and it's not a character so much as the weapon is a character <laughs> obsessed with his deep love affair for his sword breaker and there's this scene where he describes how he uses it and i was just like enamored so okay. yeah he's being attacked by zombie vampires there are zombie vampires in this so you know fun As you do. <laughs> so he's he screamed to the villagers keep your distance snapping out breakers twin sights the knife chain tumbled in his hand and remy looped it through the air curving it down to strike at another rampaging monster through its chest pivoting to attack with his sights in one measured swipe promptly took their head off uh, keep your distance, he hollered again, planting himself between the rest of the men and the creature. He spun the chain around himself, the cylinder in his hands blurring into the spinning arc above his head, a rhythm he'd mastered since he'd been a novice until he created a personal, nearly impervious shield about his person. An infected drew near and promptly lost three limbs. Its scream was abruptly cut off. Several lunged for him and his knife chain at the same time, slowing down the momentum of his swing, even as they ignored breaker cutting into them he was forced to create a constantly turning force of attacks that came from all directions cutting swashes through the creatures as he closed in on him right there's something about him like tornadoing his two swords that i was just (laughs) obsessed with and he like the way that he thinks about the sword throughout the novel everyone's like you cannot rely so emotionally on a singular weapon that can be broken and he's like make me Um, (laughs) he literally he has a best friend who reforges his sword after like every battle because this man is is he's just not great at this oh Oh, no i mean he's a great fighter but he also like what if i just charge them a lot of the times (laughs) not great planner great fighter bad planner Oh, but I just loved it. I was obsessed with Breaker and this idea of the sword that's like a sword, but then it breaks apart and it's connected by a chain that he then uses as the weapon do. I was like, excellent. Love it. Yep. Oh, God. So what's our next one, Chris? Great question. The answer (laughs) is 
the rolled up sleeves award for the female gaze. Yes. I feel like we need to clarify why. First of all, it is, I, I'm sorry, TJ, that we made an award that you will inherently have trouble answering, <laughs> but I love that you did anyway. I saw that I you did. did. And I'm glad, but I- Did I, I have like, to Google female gaze to make sure I understood what it was? I understand, yes. and I respect <laughs> that. The reason this is on here is because Bronwyn and I have covertly, except now I'm admitting it on air, made it our like mission to introduce the Talking Comics guys to what the female gaze is. Yeah. And so we've been like slowly trying to teach them. We've got them to understand that rolled up sleeves is certainly a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're working on it. We're working on training Because the listeners. female gaze- is hands because it's a hands, lot of the time hands forearms <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot but butts butts yes. are female gaze uh so we we yes yeah, so we're working on training the men about this so, so TJ, you just define to- female gaze for me just to make sure i, I know so female gaze i i will define it a little then you can define it broadly because i feel like add some nuance to me here but okay. It essentially talks about, so uh, to define it, I think it's helpful to say like the male gaze is what traditional media has been shot through, which is the idea that men have dominated the fields of art for a long time. And so we've always seen sexuality and sexiness through a male perspective. And so think like the Transformers movies by Michael Bay with like Megan Fox leaning over a car, Greasy and her boob shots, you know? Um, That's like very male gaze, but they're even the way men are shot are often male gaze because it's about what men want to look like more than it is about what women actually want in a man, if that makes sense. So like, for instance, the reason why, you know, men want to, you know, their one exception to being straight is like Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Um, Whereas most women are like, if we're picking one of those, like of the main guys, it's probably going to be like a Tom Hiddleston, not the muscly, like Hemsworth. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's just like a difference in what we're looking for. Bronwyn? No, I, I think you summed it up nicely. It's, it really is the, um, the different focus because there's a very different perspective because um femme presenting mm-hmm. people are um socialized differently we have different levels of expectation we have different levels of um communication and uh so as a result we we want different things in uh in a partner in a fantasy in you know and so when you look at things like how women interact with porn versus how men interact with porn you you can see that in this list of spicy reads versus mm-hmm. you know porn hub <laughs> right. yeah. exactly and it you know obviously male gays female gays are generalizations but they're generalizations based on our socialization as Broadwood is saying mm-hmm. so it's not that everyone likes the same thing but it's like as a group there's more tendency to draw to this versus that and it isn't necessarily all like if you go on tiktok and get onto lesbian tiktok you learn a lot about female gays too so it's not referring just to like straightness either there's a lot of like there's this woman, there's this woman on lesbian TikTok that's been blowing up where she's like cutting logs dressed as a lumberjack, but a woman. Bronwyn's face is explaining <laughs> why this is female gaze. Because I, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like my laundry lady. <laughs> it's like your lady you watch do laundry. Exactly. There's just, it's just certain things like spark the dopamine differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you, a lot of times when you watch a movie, okay, here's an example. It's really obvious that the first Wonder Woman is made by a woman because there's so many things about the way she's shot that I was like, 
this is the most sexy I've ever found a woman in a, in a superhero movie. Why? And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, right. Cause a woman made this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not, um, you know, it's the difference between the first suicide squad and the second suicide squad actually did have more, uh, not, not birds of prey. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. The first suicide squad and birds of prey first suicide squad is harley quinn through the male gaze birds of prey is the female gaze yeah yeah i remember on twitter there were all these guys being like why is harley dressed so ugly and all the women were like she's never looked cuter yes yeah yes she gets to eat a sandwich and enjoy it like we love that for her that is sexy she was hot as fuck in that movie yeah exactly yeah her (laughs) ass isn't hanging out of her booty shorts but she actually looks like a real person in this one yeah or like somebody pointed out that in wonder woman there's a scene where she lands and you actually see her like the skin of her leg jiggle because she has human skin and it isn't uh, edited out in most movies that i like i've never seen that before because most of the time that's airbrushed out like yeah. it doesn't matter what you weigh skin moves <laughs> yes <laughs> right so yeah exactly so that was a very long explanation of what the female no, gaze is thank you my understanding so when i saw the word female the words female gaze i was like it's like well i know male gaze is like men making women super sexy yeah. you know what they want and then i was like well female gaze i was like i've never I think I've heard it, but I never thought about it too much. And I was like, well, my assumption was like, oh, female gaze is uh, what they find sexy. Yeah. Like big muscles or whatever. But then I Googled it and then I started reading about like um, everything you were saying about, you know, the women, like female experience and like what they want. Mm -hmm. But I, I wasn't sure before hearing you talk just now if that related to sexiness so I'm glad you could clear that up for me yeah definitely relates to sexiness in a lot of ways but it's how we experience sexiness that is Hmm. different like and it's not that it's not sexy because it's deeply sexy like you know but a lot of it is in connection Mm -hmm. right it's the reason why hot pumpkin daddy exists on the show like there is no male gaze reason why the pumpkin headed man in third shift society should be that hot but honest to god a lot of times it is sexy it's more female gaze to see a well-dressed man with rolled up sleeves than if you were actually naked like it's hard to explain but it is like that right like Mm -hmm. Somebody told me, <laughs> this is, okay, this is a reference to another podcast, but the podcast Romancing the Pod is about romance novels and romance movies. It's so good. Um, but it is a woman and two guys on it. And she's explaining the female gaze at one point. And she was saying that uh, the female version of Hooters would actually be guys in skinny jeans cutting logs. <laughs> like, it's not about them being naked. I don't want them to be naked. I want them to be in some hot, hot clothes. <laughs> I like when they're uh, the ankles of their pants are rolled up, Ooh, showing yes. their ankles. Angle. I agree. That's yes. my male gaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think like you, your experience of male gaze is probably very different uh, than you know a straight man's experience of male gaze. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's complicated and nuanced, and we're going to reduce it to a very simple award. <laughs> <laughs> can I give you my answer, and you can yes, tell I'm, me? I'm if very it excited. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the only. Uh, passable answer for me is the change by Kirsten Miller because it takes those middle-aged women and like just makes them so real and it it shows you the nitty-gritty of like who they are as women and what they've been through and they still have their sexuality intact yes Uh, yes and it's just I think you both would love it I agree yeah you definitely that passes okay absolutely nailed it I've learned something you have (laughs) the more you know I love that I went with uh, female gaze in the literal 
smut scene because nice. if I think there's one that wins, I mean, I think Kat Sebastian could probably win this award any year with oh, her Oh, God, books. yes. But Marianne Hayes specifically, The Perfect Crimes of Marianne Hayes specifically, is a Regency novel. And so the, the male character in it is not like taught about female sexuality, really. And then Marion teaches him and explains it to him. There's a whole smutty scene where she is like, here's how you pleasure a woman. This is not what a woman wants. This is what a woman wants. And it is very Stevie and very female gaze and her explaining that, like, no, 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 no. What you're, this? No, no, no. This is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bronwyn? Uh, I have two because I could not narrow this down. Fair. Because the entirety of A Lady for a Duke yes. is incredibly female gaze. And it's so beautiful. It's so yeah. beautiful. Um, I just, oh my God, some of the descriptions, some of the, just the way that the two mains interact. Just like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't. The smut yeah. scenes in that are so spectacular. Right. Holy God, they're so good. I, w- I will make a bold statement here. I think there has never been a period in history where men have catered to the female gaze more than Regency era. I don't know how to, you want to know what the female gaze is? What they were wearing in the Regency era. It's true. <laughs> but I have to give the shout out and potentially like the award, but I have to give it to everything for you because there is literally a scene where Oliver is admiring Gavin's sculpted forearms. Oh my God, the forearms. It's such a thing. It is such a thing. Like Ugh. he's rolled up his sleeves and he's he admiring the musculature. And I was he, just like, and oh, he's in, a button, he's in a button up shirt and he rolls up his sleeves. And, I'm just... and you're, you're telling me you're into hands, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause wait, I never understood that. But like lately, once in a while, you see someone with like, veiny really? forearms and hands i don't know yeah right? exactly yeah Something hand, does it hands are, it's like yeah. it's weird for me it's weird because i'm like i don't know i feel like no one talks about it mm-hmm. but, but I, totally I think get it. i think nobody talks about it because of the prioritizing away from female gaze right mm-hmm. the, the very first like again i see a lot of tiktoks about this so the very first tiktok i ever saw about the female gaze was somebody going why you know why do we like tom hiddleston more than chris hemsworth a lot of the times and it's just like a montage of scenes from the Loki TV show where he's flipping knives. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm watching him flip his hair back. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. But it's it's really true. Hands. Yeah. Hands. Hands. Well, I feel like too, I was thinking about this with the Elvis movie that came out this year. Okay. And I got talking about it with someone like the rock stars who were always like sex icons for very mm-hmm. pretty boys, slim yeah. frame, wear makeup, mm-hmm. uh, and like chicks dig- mm-hmm. dug that. But then yeah. in media, you had muscular macho men being what mm-hmm. you know people that's what, for men, yeah, yeah tried to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was yeah. just kind of ironic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will make a statement that I stand by, and it is the hill I will die on, and that is everybody looks good in eyeliner. Yes, everyone. <laughs> Well, there is not an is, exception to that rule. Highlighter is the female gaze. Oh my god! <laughs> Significant eye contact is improved by eyeliner. <laughs> Man, an eyeliner! I cannot. Oh my god! Also, we were discussing this this week because we've had a lot of discussions about the female gaze just through our entire friendship. But mm-hmm. I sent you a TikTok of this singer. It's the singer from oh. Main Skin wearing a skirt. 
and nothing else. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, new, new kink has been unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Men yeah. in skirts has been a thing for me for a long time. I grew up in grunge in the 90s. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's real. It's it's real. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That Harry Styles photo shoot where he's in dresses. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's something female gaze about gender nonconforming too, because women uh, in yeah. suits, women Whoa. in suits, yeah, men in dresses, hot. Janelle Monae so in a suit. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> this episode has to be rated like triple X because this is like <laughs> you should see my laundry lady dresses Clark Kent. You got to show me it. Just I will show some... you. There's a picture. You oh my send God. me that. I will send you the lady cutting logs and in, in lumberjack okay. gear, and yeah. we will both have to take a minute. And <laughs> okay. Just and I feel like the three of us are queer people, so yes. like I'm wondering what the difference is between like a straight woman's gaze yeah. and like us. <laughs> like yeah. no hundred. Or maybe she would agree with us, but maybe she's afraid to say that because yeah, stealth gay. Yeah, telling exactly. Yeah. No, I think you're right because I do think that would be if you were a certain kind of straight, I guess, not all straight people, but a certain kind of straight, it would be hard to be like, yeah, guys in skirts are really do it for me. Like that would be really right. thre- threatening to admit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm just saying admit it. It's okay. We know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You, you've definitely saw Valkyrie in a suit and you were like questioning things and that's exactly. okay. <laughs> that is okay. Those feelings are very natural. <laughs> We would all sleep with Charisse Theron if we had the opportunity. And I'm ace. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> I'd make out with her. Right? Yeah, TJ's gay, but he gets it. <laughs> there are certain people that just cross the lines for us, and that is okay. And that is okay. Exactly. I'm pretty Kinsey's sure scale is a scale for a reason. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the first conversations I ever had with TJ, he told me he was gay except for Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> <laughs> might have been that sounds yeah. like a brand. That, that definitely right. tracks her and like naya rivera was always yeah. high up for me that's fair yeah. naya rivera naya rivera singing with grant gustin the oh, that whole michael scene. jackson they're, uh, they're both gay but that oh. chemistry i know the way that those two gay people who would have no attraction for each other somehow lit up the straight screen with right. chemistry i was like that's why we it? don't cast straight actors <laughs> Are there straight actors? Chemistry. In theory. Stealth gays. Stealth gays. Yeah, they're stealth gays. Gay. Stealth exactly. gays. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next category. Oh, is... wait. We're doing a show. <laughs> Can I do one more gaze? Oh, yes. yes absolutely. Please. please. Gaze it up. Uh, Hayden Panettiere, specifically in Scream 4, when oh. she's kind of butch. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I love her. Thousand percent. I get it. Because, like, in, in Heroes, didn't get it. Didn't understand right. it. But and in that has... movie, the short slicked back hair and a blazer. Ooh, I was like, she okay. Oh my God. A blazer. A blazer. Yes. Yeah. God, it's so true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotta recover. <laughs> Let's cool down with some romantic tropes. Yes. And, and they were, they were roommates. What <laughs> a good title. <laughs> I also got a shout out brief pause the and they were roommates thing has been solved and i feel i don't know how to feel about it did you all see this no No. oh my god okay 
So if any everyone remembers Vine, that was here for a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now in internet time, not long time ago technically, but in internet time, uh, on Vine there was the famous and they were roommates Vine, which is just the guy who's sitting on his stoop and this girl's on the phone. She walks by and she's like, and they were roommates, and it is the like line that launched a million memes. <laughs> well, TikTok sleuths have found the girl on the phone. Oh my gosh. And I will send you guys the video, but basically she explained that it was not a romantic thing as people have assumed. Actually, it was these two roommates that were in business together and one of them defrauded the other and ran off with all of their money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the tail end of the conversation, she was like, she did that and they were roommates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all of us dirty-minded gutter people were like oh they were begging <laughs> i mean they're not mutually exclusive yeah they could have been gonna begging. say they like, could have been begging this sounds like begging. a book it should be a novel <laughs> that's what i literally all of tiktok has been obsessed with this this week because we were all like we didn't know we needed the end to the story until we got it and now we're all like this like 15 year old story we all have closure on <laughs> that's amazing oh my god she apparently also has uh, on her water bottle at work the and they were roommates sticker. Like she actually owns it. <laughs> yes, that's she hysterical. Yeah, so she is not like we, the story comes through her friend. Her friend tells it because she doesn't want to reveal who she is. She doesn't want to be famous or anything. Okay. Um, and that's so infamous at this point. She'd become like the corn kid basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so she is not, but she's like has her friend tell the story. It is very, it's very good. That's awesome. All right. Hit us with your roommates. Hit us with your tropes. <laughs> um, I had to pick enemies to lovers from I Kiss Shara Wheeler. Yes. You know, they're academic rivals and she's obsessed mm. with her and hates her and then slowly realizes she's in love with her. Oh, I love that. Enemies to lovers is one of my top five favorites. Yeah. Easily. I love it. I... I'm giving the award to everything for you for having the most well-executed tropes in one book mm-hmm. because we have got forced proximity, rivals to lovers, grumpy sunshine, one bed and hurt comfort all in one novel. Yeah. <laughs> and and so confirm. Good. <laughs> uh, it's exquisite. It's so, it's like a, a soup of tropes and I love it. Yeah. And they, actually all work together they work together beautifully done well and there are different points so like there's the the one bed is at one point the Uh forced proximity is a different point of the book but i just like keep falling into these tropes and it's like very specifically part of the plot because um the main character ollie's brothers all love romance novels so he keeps telling them what happened and they were like there was only one bed (laughs) (laughs) it is so delightful it's amazing Um, I had to go with fake dating because I read a cup and, and you know me, I'm an idiots in love person. And there's definitely, definitely elements of this. Um, so I, I gave it to two for fake dating because the most intense use of a trope was definitely irresponsible puck boy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's fake dating and then there's that i want you all <laughs> to know that i secretly had a bingo list of what Bronwyn would answer all these questions with and i've been pretty correct this- 
Who's surprised? <laughs> I mean, we do share a brain. We so. do share a brain. I was like, it's going to be Fuckboy again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but it's I true. got like two guesses right earlier, and I felt proud about that. Yeah, yeah that's, fa- that's fair. That is Maybe fair. Maybe three. I can't. A three because I guessed Babel. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that you was did. Amazing. I was impressed. I was impressed with that. Um, but the more subtle take on fake dating and homegrown talent was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was it was perfect because there it's it's definitely it's definitely a subtle take on that. Like it's not like a, one of those situations where they have to sort of manufacture a fake mm-hmm. dating situation or anything like that. But there's a kind of an element of it in, in the background, and so one of the characters kind of is trying to push the the social media look of a, the relationship mm. more than the actual relationship and so they're developing a real relationship but trying to do the will they won't they on like for for the media and uh so that was a really interesting take on that trope so i have to yeah. give it to that one that's yeah. a good award i love it yeah our next one is the Gay Wolf Book Award. <laughs> this for, made me laugh. Thank you for rereadability because we yeah, have read I mean, books. But Gay Wolf Book was on your list. So when you know. just give the Gay yeah. Wolf Book Award to Gay Wolf Book? Um, so this is what happened last time with our awards where a book is so unreasonably overpowered in a category, we just name the category after it so we can give it to something else. Exactly. <laughs> so Gay Wolf Book is, is not allowed to win this, even though we all know. Oh, it would have. Yes. <laughs> so because Gay Wolf Book is out of the contention, even though I've read it a million times, million. the whole series this year, um, I had to give it to Puckboy, of course, because mm-hmm. I read that a bunch of times. Deadbeat mm-hmm. Druid, of mm-hmm. course, because I read that a bunch of times. Seconded. And Pack of Lies, because, of course, I read that a bunch of times. A bunch of times. <laughs> that is a Charlie and Hera book, but uh, I will let that slide because it's technically the sequel series to Gay that, Wolf Book. Thank you. See, Even I was working... though it is still a Gay Wolf book. <laughs> it is a Gay Wolf book, but it's That's, not the I, Gay Wolf book. <laughs> I feel like you came in on a technicality there, but I'll allow it. <laughs> thank you. I second all of those 100%. I will also add, I think that How to Bite Your Neighbor and Win a Wager is extremely rereadable. I want to read that. Oh, God, you'll love it. It's fun. It's so good. I think all of of, um, all of Alexis Hall's books and all of David R. Slayton's books are extremely rereadable. I can't imagine. I want you two to send me like together, pick out top five smutty books that we've talked about here. Okay. Send, me, send me the top five because okay. like we'll I do. said I'm a slow reader yeah we'll do we'll we do. can do that okay. yes is it a problem if they are all series no I'm kidding if it's that good and I will get uh, you know the pleasure from the first book and yeah. sure okay okay I also, I already know, obviously I haven't finished it, but I already know I'm going to reread Silver Under Nightfall at least a billion times. Right? <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, um, I'm excited about that one. I, I think everything for you is really rereadable too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent it is. Yeah. Seconded. I I really struggled on what to pick because I looked at my top 10 and I was like, all right, which book would I reread, like given the choice? And the one, really the only one that I was like, I'd reread that was Lavender House. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it just, just, bleh, sorry. So it's a whodunit. So mm-hmm. I feel like you can reread it and look for the clues once you know who did it. But mm-hmm. then also just, it was so fun. 
and just being in that time period and that world I loved it I agree I would reread that one 100% yeah awesome awesome uh okay well how about the I know that reference award for best pop culture reference this was initially very hard for me because I was like, I don't know that many, I apparently have read a lot of not in this time period books this year. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know that I have anything. And then I remembered that literally Love in the Time of Serial Killers is a novel in which all of her conversations are littered with true crime references. Yes. I think at this point, true crime counts as pop culture. So I agree. Uh, and there's just some really clever moments about it. Like somebody knocks on the guy's door when they aren't expecting anyone. And she's like, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but she's like, no, no, you're going to get blah, blah, blah. And like names a book. And he's like, what does that mean? And then later on, somebody knocks on the door again, unexpectedly. And he's like, you can't answer it. We'll get blah, blah, blah. And she's like, <laughs> you got my reference. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's very funny. Yeah. Like literally in casual conversation at one point, she's at a party and she decides to leave early because she was five seconds from bringing up the Manson murders because she got like embarrassed at a party. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I was like, why do I relate to this so hard? Uh, <laughs> as someone who today, this very day, has said, excuse me a moment, I have to go talk to them. They just started talking about cults. <laughs> With my parents' friends. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. the thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is my shocked face, truly. <laughs> so that's mine. Yep. Um, okay, so mine was actually everything for you. Because the whole book is a love letter to Roy from Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Like... that entire oh my yeah the entire book like I'm sorry but that is like the Gavin character is is Roy from Ted Lasso like right down to the description it is banana pants I mean (laughs) did you read the acknowledgments in which she says that's what this is because she does I love that I did not (laughs) she knows she's like I watched Ted Lasso and I went yes See, it is. It's Ted Lasso, but make it gay. It is. It is 100%. Also, that that one is full of pop culture references to romance. So Exactly. I I think they don't, like, explicitly name them, but it's obvious, like, what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They might even explicitly name them. I was trying to remember. I think there was some You Got Mail references in there. There was. (laughs) I feel like I probably have so many answers I could pick, but since it's been a while since I've read these, my answers aren't super specific that's okay um I feel like there's probably some good ones in I kiss Shara Wheeler um but uh so I'm gonna give you two answers my first one a little bit more generalized is clown on a cornfield to your friend lives because just that title alone is a reference to like those uh 90s 80s slashers um and the whole book is amazing filled with slasher homages um and my other answer would be sitting here thinking about it. I was like, I can't say Keanu Reeves the dog again. Oh, <laughs> you can. You absolutely can. But, um, you can. but <laughs> from the same, but this is this is our place. And in that book, one of the subplots is someone owns a a movie rental store in 2010, and oh, they they that. talk about a lot of movies. And one of them from that time period, they talk about how like a classic Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed is. And I felt so seen because that was my favorite when I was a kid. So hearing teens in 2010 talk about that, I was like, oh. That's so cute. Love it. Our next award is... Did I write it down? Oh, the... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> it is the everything is fine effect award for best plot twist. Oh yeah. What do we got? Uh okay, so I have two. Um the golden enclaves, the whole bit with Orion. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that and god. I don't know, and I can't <laughs> wait to know. God. Got excited. I, I I wow, like just okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um also the Iron Widow. The polycule mm. relationship twist was interesting and fantastic and so exciting. I did not actually see that coming. I didn't anticipate that being a part of the story. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the twist at the very end, which I will also not spoil, but was incredible and heartbreaking. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That was intense. And I cannot wait for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Mine is everything like the, the what the hell is going on in Hyde. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. That just everything. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's it. The whole hide hide is a plot twist. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're not spoiling the, the plot twists. I think Rob's not. Okay. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. <laughs> because the one I had to write it out. Cause I was like, how do I even talk about this? But anyway, I'm Wait, cheating a little bit. The Riley Seeger one. That you yeah. I'm going to bring, that was a straight book, but it had the, biggest plot twist out of any book i read this year this is house across the lake so it's when you find out what's really going on with the woman she's obsessed with uh, and you you think she's being like abused or murdered by her husband because she vanishes and he's very guilty um but you know there's a plot twist upon plot twist um my other answer would be looking at my top 10 maybe just like home by sarah gailey um because you know it talks about how her dad is a serial killer but there's more than that going on so when you find out what's what else is happening Ooh, that was a pretty good i like twist. that and i i saw that one coming but it was still so well done that it yeah. was very satisfying i love yeah. that yeah i like that good amazing uh i think this one needs to be you chris <laughs> This is the Taylor Swift Vigilante Shit Award. Yes, TC listeners, we are doing this one again. Oh, yes. (laughs) We did it for comics. We are doing it for books. Oh, yeah. For best cathartic moment. Yes, this this is the moment where you're listening to Vigilante Shit and you're like, yeah, I will draw my cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man. (laughs) And I have. And I have. (laughs) And and I have. (laughs) For me, this is hilariously two moments where the exact same thing happens in two different books. And I was equally excited both times. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This is the highway robbery in Mariana Hayes and the highway robbery in Thief of the Night. Yes. (laughs) Because both of them are so cathartic without spoiling either one. Uh, I'll be vague on the other one because it is kind of spoiler, but in Mariana Hayes, their whole plan is about a highway robbery to get back at her abusive ex. Um, The other one involves a highway robbery rescue that is such a perfect conclusion of everything that has happened in the novel so far and both of them I was like yes pull over that stage coast get them <laughs> <laughs> amazing 
the title of this one was so funny. I knew it was from you, Chris. Uh, and I, and you know what? I knew exactly what you wanted to from that description. Yes! Um, so I have two answers. I would say my runner up, and this is just my personal feelings here. Runner up would be the three women from the change going after mm-hmm. shitty men who abuse and murder women who get yes. away with it. hundred percent. Uh, that was great. Perfection. Uh, hard to top, but my personal Taylor Swift vigilante shit award moment uh, goes to the main character from Clown in a Cornfield 2 because the book ends with her hunting down and beating the shit out of right-wing terrorists (gasps) with her illegal police baton. Oh my Uh, god! This is like the end of the book after like it's basically like oh mob mentality people did really shitty things kind of like the capital riot where these people are just kind of living among us and we don't know who they were who went and this girl is tracking down those people just one at a time and just beating (gasps) the shit out of them go girl go the end oh my god yes Okay. Okay. Uh, I had one answer with two sub answers. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Uh, because my, my big answer for this is just all caps, iron widow, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> Fair. That whole book is Taylor Swift vigilante shit. Yes. Like beginning to end. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, the first moment in it that is really really truly excellent vigilante shit is when she overwhelms the mind of her sister's killer yes (gasps) so glorious that's when she becomes the iron widow (laughs) and the second one um is at the end when she turns the entire system she turns on the entire system so she you know is winning her battle finally Mm. does all of the things and you know saves the day and then immediately turns on the people who have yes. put this whole thing in place and That's destroys like, the capital? <laughs> a Hunger Games moment. Yes. Oh, oh I love Extremely that. Extremely satisfying. So <laughs> exquisite. Exquisite. Burn it oh, to the that's ground. Good. That is a good one. Oh, I gotta read that. Yeah, that book is 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 real good. Real, I, real good. Yeah, I gotta like wait till I am not currently also <laughs> yeah, angry. Yeah. Oh, because I, I, I am afraid that I might also <laughs> turn around and destroy things. In my yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it requires a good, uh, a, a sort of a healthy mindset for sure, but um, can't recommend highly enough. <laughs> yep. What do we got next, Bronwyn? Uh, if you like this, then you might like this. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to do, by the way, is to recommend something based on what I think you will like. I just love it. Awesome. TJ, this is like your job as a librarian. I know. I, I wrote these in my one sentence descriptions and then I was like oh wait let me put them down here instead (laughs) so I have four okay uh if you like knives out you would like lavender house Uh, if you like scream or any slasher you'd like clown in a cornfield Mm. if you like paper towns you would like I kissed Char Wheeler Mm. and if you like suicide squad and Buffy you would like big bad (laughs) amazing oh my god I love it I, I had a few. I had, oh God, <laughs> I have six. Okay, so <laughs> buckle in. If you like Witcher, but wish it were gay, you would like <laughs> Silver Under Nightfall. Ooh. If you like Merlin, but wish it were gay, you would like one of the backlist books I read this year, Cloaked in Shadow by Ben uh, Alderson. If you like Ted Lasso, but wish it were gay, <laughs> you would like everything for you yeah 
if you watch Stranger Things and you said Steve and Eddie should have kissed, you would like <laughs> How to Bite Your Neighbor and win a wager. It is inspired by them. Uh, <laughs> oh, TJ, wow. TJ for you. That. TJ for you. Uh-huh. If you like Shameless you <sighs> and wish it were even gayer and had magic, you would like the White Trash Warlock series. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah, it really has same vibes. Same vibes strong. Uh, and if you, if you like Black Mirror, but wish it were actually made by people who still had hope alive in their hearts, mm-hmm. you would like How High We Go in the Dark. <laughs> nice. I didn't do this as specifically as you guys did. <laughs> so, okay. I just sort of rambled. So here we are. Um, I said, if you, the top, several of my top 10 are in the latest in a series. So if you like them, read the whole series. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, if you like the Scolomant series, I'm told and have downloaded that Babel is, or is the next book to read. <laughs> hmm, okay. Um, I would also really recommend Rainbow Rowell's Simon Snow series for fans of the Golden Enclaves. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like queer sports, queer sports romance, I have lists, lots and lots. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> we don't have time for that right now. <laughs> um, and in general, if you really just enjoyed all of us talking about our queer end review, I think you should watch The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself on Netflix. That's yes. on my list. And I'm yeah. so pissed it's already canceled. I hadn't even got to see an episode of it yet. No, seriously? Yeah. Boo hiss. It was really good. Yeah. We thought Netflix wouldn't cancel it because it wasn't lesbians. I right? got like halfway and I was like, this feels like it's going to get canceled, but I really like it. And I was like, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, oh, and it I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it anyway, to be it's fair. Really but good. It was very well done. And it's our it's our Tim Drake, right? Yeah, Tim Drake actor, Tim and it's Drake. Polly. He's bi. Yeah, Tim I Drake is bi. We know. Okay, exactly. I'll, I'll sign sign me up. I really enjoyed it. So we've read a lot of books this year, but what didn't we read this year? This is the books we missed in 2022. Yes. That we- Maybe we'll get to some of them. I think I'll probably we're, we're recording this before the end of the year. I suspect I'll read some of these before the year is over mm-hmm. and some of them next year, probably. And probably some of them I will forget about and read five years from now because that's probably. Me. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Do we want to how, how long are our lists on this one? I only have four right now. I maybe have 10, but I'm just going to name them off. Real I quick. also have 10. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But I think you might have some of mine. I actually have 13, but I think you might have some of mine, TJ. So I was probably hoping that you'd name some of the ones so I don't have to. I kept it short because I figured that I was just going to have a bunch of the stuff that you guys recommended. And Mm. literally everything on here is stuff that you recommended. Oh, I love that. Well, you want to hit us with yours then? Okay. So literally the four things I have that I was really sad I missed in 2022 were Grey Warren, Lavender House, Just Like Home, and The Change. So (laughs) (laughs) So funny. That's fair. That is really fair. Uh, you're going to love them. Yeah. Uh, TJ, you want to hit me with your list? Sure. So real quick, I have All That's Left in the World by Eric J. Brown, A Taste of Golden Iron by Alexandra Rowland, Howl by Sean David Hutchinson, oh, Self-Made yes. Boys by Anna Marie McLemore. That's on mine. Never Ever Getting Back Together by Sophie Gonzalez. That's on mine. A Little Bit Country by Brian D. Kennedy. I did read that. <laughs> Was it good? Next question. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I was born for this by Alice Osman. Oh, yes. uh, over under that. nightfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is why they hate us by Aaron H. Aceves. Also on mine. A scatter of light by Melinda Lowe. Also on mine. The Sunbearer Trials by Aiden Thomas. Yeah, you hit a lot of mine. Um, I need that list. Cannot believe (laughs) that I haven't read the new Becky Chambers that came out this year, but I just, I just now read the uh, Psalm for the Wild Belt this year. So I did, I haven't yet got to the sequel, which is the Prayer for the Crown Shy, which just came out. Um, There was a horror book that I really wanted to read. It got a lot of buzz called the Hacienda, Hacienda. yeah and uh, that sounded amazing it's uh, people described it as like mexican gothic which i loved so mm. i'm definitely going to need to read that i didn't get a chance to read our wives under the sea even though i got an arc for it i'm so sorry ala uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh such sharp teeth by rachel harris i didn't get a chance to read even though it's exactly the kind i would like uh lattes and le- oh, legends and lattes oh i wanted to read that too that was on my list right mm-hmm. Um, Hell Followed Us, written by a trans person, and it looked amazing. Yeah, that's one um, of the books I'm book talking in February. <gasps> yes! Yeah. Oh my god. Nice. Okay. I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's amazing too. Uh, so This Is Ever After, which people have been telling yes. me all year to read, and I need to. Oh I know, that's god. also on my list. I can't believe I didn't write that down. I just I know. see. Is that oh, F.T. Lukens? Yes, yeah, that yeah. is F.T. Lukens. And yeah. then uh, The Pole Bearers Club by Paul Tremblay, which is everything I love in a novel in that it's like weirdly morbid and about um, and about funerals, which you all know I love for some reason. Uh, but I <laughs> you didn't always get mock it. me for my love for the character of death. <laughs> I mean, I mock you for it because I get it. Like, I uh, love the concept of death. You love death itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i've read the book thief the whole book is told by death yes two. i love so that book. good i love it that it's really too. good that book ugh, marcus zuzak is amazing why has mm-hmm. he not written anything lately has he maybe he has i don't know but i don't think so right a couple years back maybe like four years ago he came out with something and it was a big deal hmm. so he must write take more a while books. yeah what all right we- well love oh, go ahead you've introduced <laughs> I was going to just say um, the Backlist Beauties Award for books we read in 2022 that maybe we were a little late on. <laughs> a little late to the party. I have, I have a lot of these. <laughs> I narrowed it to I narrowed it to eight somehow, but I could have made it much more. Yeah, I, I think I'm under seven. 10. Oh, nice. Okay, so not so bad. Um, Do I we have... want to go one at a time through these and give them a little more time or? <clears throat> you feel like? Um. Or go quick. Let's go quick. Okay, go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Running with Lions, Julian Winters, 2018. Yes. So good. Um, Goodbye Paradise by Serena Bowen from 2017. Me too. That was really good. (laughs) That's about a cult. It is. (laughs) Uh, Secrets and Scrabble by Josh Lanyon, 2020. Just a a fun, like, I don't know, cottage mystery type thing uh winter ball amy lane 2015 more sports romance <laughs> stick side series the entire thing amy aislin 2018 mm. uh game changer series entire thing rachel ray reed 2018 uh total creative control joanne chambers and sally malcolm 2021 loved it and the empress of salt and fortune uh nevo 2020 Nice. You mentioned Julian Winters. He's mm-hmm. so lovely. I bet he, he would come on your show. 
really would. Really? Yeah. TJ and oh I have talked God. to him before. He's, He's been on go, yeah. I yeah. legit loved his book. Running with Lions was so good. Yeah, we should nice. reach out for him. We should, yeah, we should do that. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, so A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk, I already mentioned. That's like the gay magic book with some smut. Yay. Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. Uh, All the Marvels, A Journey to the Ends of the Biggest Story Ever Told by Douglas Woke. The Charm Offensive by Alison yes! Cochran. Does that say right? I think it's Cochran. Cochran. Here's to Us by Becky Abertali and Adam Silvera. If This Gets Out by Sophie Gonzalez and Kale Dietrich. And Nobleman's Guide to Scandal and Shipwrecks by Mackenzie oh. Lee. Nice. So if this gets out is like one direction fanfic. I gotta read that. That is amazing. <laughs> okay. <my> <laughs> uh um Until His Last Goodbye by Kiki Clark, which is the Grim Reaper love story that Bradwin and I have talked yes. about in the past. I can't believe I didn't put that on my list. There you go. <laughs> um the song for the Wild Built. I already mentioned it. I read it this year, loved it. Um, my heart is a chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, which is the book to read if you like slashers. TJ, you need to read this book. Um, <laughs> so good. The entire Garnet Run series by Ronan yes. Harris, um, which I read all this year, loved them. Obviously, yeah. the last one is new to this year, so it doesn't count as a black backless beauty. But the rest of the series I read this yeah, year. Yeah, Ronan Parrish is mwah. oh yeah, extraordinary. Um, the schooling the jock series yes. by Eli Easton, oh, exquisite. So much fun. So good. Uh, Into the Drowning Deep, which by Myra Grant, which scared the shit out of me. Oh, and I loved so it. scary. Oh, but my really God. good. Oh, really good. So good. So good. So good. Close I didn't sleep for a week after. Oh, yeah. That. No, I, I can't. I already was afraid of the ocean. Now I'm, I just know I'm right now. Um, <laughs> It's true. Uh, Cloaked in Shadows by Ben Alderson that I already mentioned, which is like, if you want Merlin, you want this book. If you liked Merlin, get it on it. It's so gay. Um, and then finally, my favorite, my absolute favorite backlist beauty that I have not shut up about is This Is Not a Horror Movie by Sarah Doby Bauer. Yes. Ugh. That book is such <laughs> a good romance. I love it so much with lots of horror movie references. Yay. Yay. Yes. <laughs> so we are here at the end at our very last thing. What are we looking forward to next year? Oh, I'm looking forward to finding a bunch of new things in 2023. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the gayer, the better. Yeah. Um, but specifically, uh, I am looking forward to Den of Thieves by Charlie yes. Hera. Cause yes. oh my God already pre-ordered um dark moon shallow sea by david r slayton mm-hmm. and um, to catch a geek by david r slayton yes so excited <laughs> also rogue community college by david r slayton although i think that one <laughs> might not be coming out next year i'm not sure oh i thought that was coming out at halloween oh maybe one of those is not coming out this year i just can't remember which one is. <laughs> I, I don't remember I, I don't think they're all three coming out i could be wrong sorry david if i'm wrong but i think one of them's coming out the next year yeah and yes you know me with my memory. That's okay. Um, Star of the Game, Amy Aislin. It is uh, the part of the Stickside series. It's the latest book in the Stickside series. And yeah. I've been dying for this particular one. It technically comes out on the 27th of Jan- uh, December, but I don't care. I'm excited right. for that one for a 27th yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. TJ, yeah. what do you got? Um, Starting at the top, In the Lives of Puppets by TJ Klune. Oh. How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Yes, nice. Grady! 
Grady I always is my, in my mind is our author, by the way, TJ. Like I always think of him as like you and I benching up all those together. Oh. <laughs> I really haven't though. I've only read that's true. One and it, a half. No, two of it. I've read two okay, of his books. I guess two and I, a half. to clarify our book club. So the, the book club that yes. was sort of the start of our friendship, we all read one of the books together. And then a bunch of us read the rest of his books. And I became deeply obsessed with Grady Hendrick. So I always think Aww. of him as like, I know you're much more into him than I am, but that's I, fair. I do like what I've read, but that's very sweet that you consider <laughs> that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I would think of Cassandra Clare as our author. That's and true. she's my next That's book. more recent though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so Chain of Thorns by Cassandra Clare, mm-hmm. Hellbent by Lee Bardugo. Yes. Ooh. Different for Boys by Patrick Ness, Ooh. which I just read an advanced copy of. <gasps> it was amazing. Oh, oh. It's like a short story reprinted for the US. It's it was so clever and really well done okay uh teach the torches to burn a romeo and juliet remix that's on my list yep yep oh l campbell saves their saturday by ben con yes (laughs) (laughs) the pledge by kale dietrich which is a final boy slasher book imogen obviously by becky albertalli yeah and the bewitching hour by ashley poston which is a Buffy prequel novel about one of the lesbians. I second all that except for the last one. Um, hey, Ashley Poston's <laughs> great. She wrote the Geek Gorilla sure. stuff. No, I love Ashley Poston. I just, that's the one book of hers. I won't read. I'm so sorry. I mean, fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in addition to everything all of you have said, um, Don't Fear the Reaper by Stephen Graham Jones. Um, all of my horror writers are coming out this year. New Grady Hendrix, new Stephen Graham Jones, uh, new TK Fisher. It's called, oh, The House with Good Bones. Ooh. Oh my god! Uh, so that's coming out this year. Uh, Alexis Hall has a new one coming out this year, Glitterland, which I have an yes. arc, arc for. I, I do too. It. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, obviously, like again, all the ones Bronwyn said, we're on here too. Let me scam down to see ones that you haven't already mentioned. Um, um, there's a couple that are coming out by authors I don't really know that I'm really excited for. There's one called The Repeater, which is like punk rock fantasy novel which Ooh. I thought sounded very interesting there's one by a trans author that's a trans fantasy novel called The Wicked Bargain um, there is a horror one coming out called episode 13 that just sounds like it's like ghost hunters and you know we love ghost hunters on the show um, and then some Regency ones The Secret Lives of Country Gentlemen uh, is on here and um, oh Dear Henry so this is also I think part of the same remix series as teach the torches to burn it is a remix of Jacqueline Hyde um mm. it is supposed to be queer and it's a young black man as the main character it looks Ooh. very very yes. good and then there is a um there is a middle grade novel called Dear Mothman about a kid who <gasps> processes his trauma by writing letters to the cryptid Mothman oh my gosh I know I'm here for it um and then Bianca Torres is afraid of everything. Sounds like a lot of fun. So Aww. I have that one here. Oh, and the Thruple novel coming out called Always Be Your Baby. That sounds so good. Aww. So we are at the end of our show. Uh, this was our holiday special and our queer in review. Any last thoughts for the, the year 2022 before it goes away forever? Thank God. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it, it has been absolutely uh pleasure being able to read this many queer novels and i know tj touched on it earlier just um the breadth and scope 
of queer literature that we have available to us is the girth one might say <laughs> look it's look. not just the tip <laughs> just for a minute just to see how it feels <laughs> that's what the the stealth gaze like. exactly <laughs> but but no it's i mean you know how we are if, if you don't make it gay we will yeah. but we didn't have to this year we didn't have to we didn't have to. And that's really great. I love that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also say this marks the first year anniversary of Thirsty on Tune. Yeah. We have officially wow. been making it gay for a full year. So, you know, this is, is this your anniversary episode. It is our anniversary episode. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize. Well, I'm even more honored that you asked yeah. me to be on here. Yay. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, in many ways, this year has sucked, but having Thirsty has been one of the highlights. Absolutely. 100%. I know we've gone through so many lists, but can I read off my favorite graphic novels? Yes, please. This is your graphic novel. Right, before I say goodbye to the books of 2022. Mm. Um, So some of my favorites, these these weren't all my favorites, but they were my top 10. Yes. the Joker, Volume 2 by James Tynan. I love Whoa. that series. The Nice House on the Lake, Volume oh my 1 god, by James yes. Tynan. Holy shit, Sensing yes. Sensing a trend here. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel, Volume 1 by Tom Taylor. Galaxy of the Prettiest Star by Jadzia Axelrod. Beautiful. Wind, Book 2, The Secret of the Wings by James Tynan. <laughs> Look, James Tynan, man. It's, this is he's the year of so Jones Tynan and he's Tom so Taylor, good. honestly. Everything he's honestly. doing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heartstopper, Volume 4. Oh, yes. Osman. Yes. So good. Saga, Volume 10 by Brian K. Vaughn. Banana Mans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love Saga. Nightwing Volume 2, Get Grayson by Tom Taylor. Yes. House of Slaughter Volume 1 by Tate Bromville. Nice. And James Tynan IV. There it is. It's super gay. Oh my God, it's so good. And then lastly, also super gay, or by Superman, Son of Kal-El Volume 1, The Truth by Tom Taylor. (gasps) So those are just some of the graphic novels that I loved this year. Yeah. And I made sure they came out like in graphic novel yeah. form in yeah. 2022. You, Beautiful. You, you really have been taken over by DC this year. Look at you. I know there is not one Marvel book on this. I list. know you used to be such a Marvel boy, and I've corrupted and you. Nothing good is coming out over it's there. Really, it's really it's true. crazy. It's, it's true. All, it's in DC is where all the gays are now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all again for having me on. And I'm sure we'll do this again soon. Oh, 100%. oh yes. You pick your next webtoon and come back for it. So. Have you done That's... Castle Swimmer yet? No. We have not. We're saving it for you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you wanted to pick a, a smutty novel and come oh my talk goodness. to us about it, that would be fun. We'll yeah. send you a list. Yeah. <laughs> send me that top five. And if there's we'll one you haven't done yet. Okay. We'll, we'll post the top five to um, our socials so people can follow along with your journey if they so desire. Okay. <laughs> all right uh (sighs) goodbye lovelies i will we will see you in 2023 and stay hydrated (laughs) stay thirsty You can find me on all the things social so twitter insta mastodon hive at shiny baby b and you can find me on 
Hive, Insta, and Mastodon at the Myth of Chris. I'm specifically on Mastodon.lol. I think that's where Bronwyn can be found as well. It is. And if you need any other socials from me and or any other of my projects that I'm working on, you can find me at linktree.com slash the myth of Chris. I'm trying to be that everywhere now, but Twitter is always going to stay the myth of psyche because I can't let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to check out our parent pod at Talking Comics on Twitter and Insta or on the website at TalkingComicBooks.com. And you can find me hosting frequently there now. And Bronwyn comes on pretty often too. But you can also find me over at the Gotham Outsiders with my other half, TJ. Reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 